Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. Sunday afternoon to everybody, it is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, coming to you live on that being said, it is our Sunday, now afternoon tradition here for today's episode, as Cuervo is on the road and he was worried about his actual reception, so that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show, we moved it to where he knew he would be in a little bit of better area regarding reception while he is driving so we can get there. But, guys, I actually had a little time this morning. I actually got done with what I was doing about 9 o'clock. I was up at 4 So I was done doing what I was doing, getting ready, of course, for indoor football and um, our league meeting. So I was actually done, and I actually did a little research because of some of the news that came out on Friday. Now, those that were not paying attention, I will get to that because I do want Cuervo to be part of that. But uh, this stems back to Friday's news. But, guys, we're going to go back two years before Friday's news and talk a little bit about what has led up to Friday's news. This is NBA-related. And, guys, we don't hit NBA-related stuff unless it's a big name that are involved. And, of course, I'm talking about one LeBron James. So, guys, we're going to talk about that and some of the news that happened on Friday regarding LeBron James. You know, and keeping it in the NBA, some things that we haven't had time to talk about. We're going to have time since we've already covered the NFL divisions, all four corners of the country of divisions of football. We actually have got to take a step back. We got to talk about Russell Westbrook uh, making his way over to Houston. That's going to be one a big story um, that people have been talking about. I haven't had time to really do it. It was part of my list of if we had time notes that I went back and looked at. So that was one of them that I definitely want to talk about. Uh, the big trade that sent Russell Westbrook to Houston for CP3 and a few other guys. We'll talk about that a little bit more in depth, and we'll have Cuervo online talking about that one as well. Big time stuff there. Also, some things, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson coming out and talking about his injury and the Golden State Warriors. We're going to talk about that. I mean, that. Big-time injury going into the playoffs. Um, guys, going down right and left regarding the the Golden State Warriors. So we're going to talk about that. That 
we didn't have a lot of time to talk about. But I want you guys to hang around until Cuervo gets here because we're going to jump right into the LeBron thing. And then for Cowboy fans, we're going to jump into the Zeke thing. That's right, guys. Zeke Elliott in the news, and it's about a contract holdout. There's some, there's some ironic twists regarding a guy by the name of Zeke Elliott regarding the Dallas Cowboys. And we're going to step into that. So I want to start with LeBron when Cuervo calls, and then we will um, cover the NBA immediately and then get to the Dallas Cowboys. More news within the Dallas uh, – well, within the – the NFL, of course, last night, the Hall of Fame uh, speeches and things like that. Guys, did you watch it? Yeah, I mean, the the big time. Uh, did you watch Thursday's game? So we'll talk about that. That's up on, on the list, you know, the Hall of Fame game, some of the things that we saw in that game. I'm going to cover that up on top of it. Cam Newton. We talked about him on this show. I'm going to have more time to elaborate up on a yeah, Cam Newton situation that is very interesting that I want to talk about as well. Also, Tom Brady, happy birthday one day, belated, 42 years old. Looks like he can play for three or four more years. What do you think? I don't know. Guy looks like he's 22. You know, and sometimes it's about the look, man, more so than the number. And the only reason why I say that because you can look at a hot 45-year-old woman and go, yeah, yeah. Not about the number. It's about how she looks. We'll talk a little bit about that because that, that's up on top of it. Jim Harbaugh. Now, I got to preface this because I got a guy that will be listening to this show on Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'm talking about one coach of the Duke City Gladiators, and I know he's close to John Harbaugh. We've, we talked John Harbaugh with Dominic Bramante. So I, I know I'm going to get a call as soon as he hears this because I'm not done with John Harbaugh. Some things that were going on as far as he is concerned uh, in there. And also, guys, college football's uh, coaches poll came out. The top ten is out. We'll talk about that because, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, there's two teams in there that shouldn't even be in there. There's one that needs to be moved up drastically. And then the rest of them are just, you know, a waste. So I'm going to say the top five are pretty important. So we'll talk about that as far as that's concerned. By the way, a general consensus at the number one spot, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but out of the uh, 70 votes, just so that you know, out of, uh, mark that, out of the out of the 65 votes that were available, 59 of them went to one team uh, for the number one. So we'll talk about that. Is it rightfully so? Is it not? I don't know. What are you looking at when you're looking at that as far as that number is concerned? We'll talk about that, and we'll see if we're able to get that part going. 
So lots of things that we're covering on the Couch Potato Sports Show today. Great uh, show. But what I want to do, and I usually do this until Cuervo gets the opportunity to get into us. We're going to go over to just some general news, never mind the stuff that we're going to cover on the show here today, but general news. um, And happy birthday. I talked about that happy birthday to Tom Brady. The two-year contract extension comes down, and then we're going to talk about what that means. We're going to talk about that. That 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 is a huge thing in reality for this football team. Okay, the extension goes out. The terms on the two-year extension. This is according to uh, multiple reports. Ian Rappaport of the Rap Report. The new deal is worth. $70 million through the 2021 season. That'll make Brady's uh, take on this $23 million, a raise uh, from $15 million, as well as $30 million and $32 million the following few years. That's a, that's a mad slap of respect if I've seen one. I mean, in reality, guys, if you cannot if you cannot sit here and honestly say that he's the, not the baddest man in the planet, you know, I you and me, we're going to have to talk. This guy's been taking less money, less money, less money, less money, less money, less money, less money for years. And he's been the best quarterback on the face of the earth. We'll talk about this. Yeah, I, I, yes, yes. I know who Aaron Rodgers is. I, I've, I've already got someone that said, did you forget about it? No. I know who Aaron Rodgers is. He's a weightlifter, by the way, in case you didn't know. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But I'm sorry. In reality, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, Tom Brady just has one line for him this. in reality. Can't touch me. Not only that, you'll never see these these rings in reality. That's right. So when you want to talk greatness, as soon as there is Rogers has three, you you know, still can't touch it. Now I've been asked, do I think Aaron Rodgers will ever get to Tom Brady's status? I don't think so, Jim. So. That is big news, and that that just swarmed down on me. Let's see here. When's this report coming out? It shows that one hour ago, hour before uh, we were on air, uh, we would have been on air. We would have reported it. We would have done the um, the fancy thing that we always do when we break news, and we would have went to Ted Koppel. And uh, so I'll do it. Ted Koppel right there. But I'm, I'm going to say, you know, this, this gives you an idea of what's going to go on. What does this mean for the head coach of that football team, guys? I mean, you've got a guy. He, he's set at least three years. This year in the two-year extension. Now, granted, whether or not he plays the two-year, but he's dedicated. What does that look like to one head coach of the New England Patriots. I mean, how does that make him feel? Where is he in the thinking of, will I coach anymore? 
Me personally, Tom Brady should never get back up on the football field unless they're honoring him at midfield at the beginning or middle of a game. This guy has this guy has nothing to prove to anybody. And here's one thing I want to put you out there. I hope he doesn't stay for the two years. I hope he is done because I here's one thing and I'm worried about Tom Brady is is that this guy's greatness We'll see the decline in the numbers, and then we'll have all the chirpers out there saying, well, really, is he the best ever? And I don't want to hear that crap because it's not true. We all know it's not true. And, you know, we'll we'll hear the lines. You know, if we see the numbers go down from Tom Brady, they're going to be the critics out there singing the song. And, and frankly, what if you you know you know one Super Bowl you know one Super Bowl ring for each hand, and one for the middle finger for all of his critics, guys. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Granted, he has two middle fingers. He's got two rings right on him, guys. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. You you can argue, you know, spectaculous, but and I don't want to hear later on down the road, you know, if his numbers go down, it's going to be crazy. So. So when everybody is ready for that, we'll talk about it. So let's go to more news in the NFL. Of course, just to what we do best. Running back DeAndre Foreman has been released by the Houston Texans. He was the third-round draft pick in 2017, appeared in just one game last season after rupturing his Achilles tendon late in his rookie year. They gave up this, this guy. This, this is going to be a guy that might be hungry. They tried to get a little more oomph on what's going on on a different team to show the Texans that they shouldn't have done it. Now, Jordy Nelson is retiring as a member of the Green Bay Packers and the big news that's coming out of Green Bay. And, of course, he should be. The years that he's been that where he wasn't a Green Bay Packer wasn't even worth even talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about the Oakland Raiders, yes. He got the hell out of Dodge on that one, didn't he? I mean, you, you, you talk about a guy who is a badass in reality, ready to retire. He isn't going to even give anybody any idea that he had a good time with John Gruden over in the Ram, uh, Raiders. <laughs> not going to happen. You're not going to hear it. Jaguars back in the news. Always good to see the Jaguars trying to do something. Will it help? I don't know, but the Jaguars got the Minnesota Vikings. Rock Thomas, who was suspended for the first three games of the regular season for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. So the Jaguars looking three three games. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars better have their running game all set up and ready to go. Because when you talk about the the 
the Jacksonville Jaguars. You talk about other things as far as what's going to be headed their way. All you got to do is look at the depth chart of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you say you got to do something in case something doesn't happen because at the running back position, Leonard Fournette is the head case that he is. Will he even be there? I mean, is he actually healthy? Uh, where's his head at? Alfred Blue from, you know, listen, that guy, that guy's washed, dude. That guy's washed. And I know I, that guy's washed up. Now, they do have Thomas Rollins, and I love this dude. They got him out of Seattle. But they get the insurance policy in Jacksonville at JIC in case Leonard Fournette is the head case that I think he is, and they shouldn't even give consideration of this guy being on the football team. Yeah, I said it. So watch out for that one. Now, just as quick as the Lions got rid of Riddick, guess what? Signs with the Broncos. We talked about this last week, that I didn't think that this was a good move by the Lions, whatever. They got their guy, so they go ahead and release Theo Riddick. And I will tell you, the Denver Broncos making a good move here. I'm not saying this guy's going to break down the wall. He's a veteran, though. And the whole thing as far as the Denver Broncos are concerned, you've got to like it because when you look at the when you look at what's going on, okay, Denver right now has the best running back tandem in the NFL. And yeah, I said that. You add you add up the Detroit guy. Put on the fact that you got Lindsey Phillips as a badass. Right, a Royce Freeman, Rolls Royce Freeman, right behind him. Then Devontae Booker is going to be right there. I, I'm going to tell you right now, the best one, two, three, four punch. I'm out there. I'm telling you right now, it's nice. By the way, did you guys watch the Hall of Fame game? And everybody's talking about how bad Drew Locke played, but they forgot to talk about one guy. They forgot to talk about Kevin Hogan. Now, Listen, this is the first preseason game. So if you want to say, oh, Drew Locke sucks, you got to say, what, what's up with Kevin Hogan? That guy looked pretty damn good. Trying to solidify that backup position? Absolutely should. But, you know, there are four more preseason games for them. So we should watch that one. It's going to be interesting. Because I got the Broncos winning the AFC West. And everybody is overlooking them, and they forgot what ended up happening. And they got the best defensive coordinator in the NFL as the head coach over there. Not only that, grabbed up a guy, they brought him over with them. And, and let me tell you something. When you look at what's going on over there on the defensive side of the ball, remember how good the defense, is, uh, the, the defense was for the Chicago Bears. Just remember it. And when we get to the end of the year, if they don't win the AFC West, I won't have a problem admitting that maybe I was. (coughs) Excuse me. I I won't have a problem admitting that I was wrong. But you guys, I'm going to tell you right now, the Denver Broncos are not as bad as they sound like. Notice how a guy didn't play in that game. 
and a great idea to keep the man out, Joe Flacco. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm hoping that I'm there. I'm hoping that my prediction is not too far gone because I think there's going to be a fall of grace coming from the Chargers. Listen, this goes back to the days when Big Dog and I would be on the phone, sports talk with the guys on Saturday, talking about the Chargers. The Chargers, you know, you know, they can't decide what they want to be. Okay, even at the time, you know, their their team would be one good one year, bad year, next good year, bad year, good year. Then they had a couple bad. Then they had a couple good. Then good year, bad year. Now, forget the fact they had a good. They had bad year last year or a good year last year, where are they going to be? With all the the contract negotiations and holdouts and things of that sort, where are they going to be? It's a good question. I don't know how much of it's going to go into the regular season. I have my feeling I think I know. So watch out for that. And Darius Alexander is expected to miss at least two weeks with a white, uh, a right quad. And that is not good. Adonis Alexander, he may not be a shutdown corner, but he's a, he's a big part of the Redskins deal, without question. So that that one's that one's going to be here. Um, and, and by the way, I did get an email go, Bowson, you must be really feeling good about the Broncos, but guys, I didn't even watch the game. Okay, because I don't care about the Hall of Fame game. And as it is, I don't even care about the speeches because this is just a thank you fest. I mean, you could pick up the phone and thank everybody and then didn't waste 39 minutes of my time. Thank you, Tony Gonzalez. Which, by the way, I expected that one to be better. I don't know why. I don't even enjoy watching them. And maybe it's because I think there were some snubs going on as far as this one was concerned. Yeah, I said it. The one that I actually enjoyed was the one guy that I knew he was going to get in. I knew he was going to be there, you know, but I didn't agree with him getting in the first time. And, by the way, Champ Bailey, I don't like your arrogance afterwards, but it is what it is. You were that guy before, yeah, and I didn't think you should get in the first, but yeah, you know, uh, he comes out and says, thank you, Hall of Fame, for getting it right for once. Damn. So, interesting situation there. So, what else is going on in the NFL? Well, really simple. Travis Frederick. Right here in Dallas, guys, returns to the football field. And I'm going to tell you right now, after battling for a year with a nerve disorder and that whole thing had to be terrifying for him, not being able to get back into uniform, and now he's there, hey, I am looking huge for him. I'm looking big. Now, he doesn't come in as a rookie. Okay, he comes in with lots of experience a year out. Should be interesting to see what happens. By the way, and this and we'll go into break. I, I want to just kind of bring this one up. This one here I read, it just actually made me mad. 
Because it, the fact of the matter is just just grab me by surprise, I guess you could say. By the way, 14-10 victory for Denver over Atlanta in the Hall of Fame game. But I'm, I'm looking at an article here about Jimmy Garoppolo. And his, the first line of this article is, is that San Francisco quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo wants to improve on his ability to read defenses. Now, what the hell are you out there for if you can't? I mean, we are talking about a story franchise putting it all on your shoulders, and you're telling me you can't read defenses. Now, granted, this is a nice thing to say to make it sound like, but it's not something that gives people confidence about you, Jimmy J. Jimmy, I thought you knew how to do it. So I picked you guys to win the NFC West last year. Jimmy, where's your head? Unbelievable. Through five training camps, four of them with Tom Brickin' Brady, you can't read defenses or read them as well as you want to. And if you really do know how to read defenses, do you really want to put that out there so people nitpick on you in case something happens later on? Now, am I under the suspicion you know how to read a defense? I'm hoping so. But I don't like the fact that you came out and said that you want to, quote, unquote, uh, improve your ability. I guess I understand that everybody wants to. But out of all the things that you want to try to improve on is your ability to read defenses. And you're the number one guy that's supposed to bring the 49ers back into it. And the USA Today has the San Francisco 49ers winning this division. I don't know what they're poking, but I bet you they wish they didn't after hearing this. You know, and, and, and they talk about it. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, just be consistent. Well, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with Jimmy Garoppolo based upon the injury, so you got to work with that. I mean, you can sit there and say you got to do the same thing over and over and over. Remember, four years with Tom Brady, damn it. you got to be that much better than anybody else out there. And not only that, you got paid like you already know how to read the damn defenses. So why are you out here saying that you need to improve in it? The big to me now. I might be on left field. Everybody says I am, so you know I can live with it. But I'm going to tell you right now. This is really a simple situation. Throughout everything that you're looking at, if you're gonna get paid the big bucks, you better have the you better have the skills before all that. By the way, there is some big news coming out of Washington, and right now, everybody is losing sleep over it. We'll talk about that on the other side until Cuervo gets here. I want to talk about that. We're going to go to we're going to talk a little bit of Washington Redskins, yeah, NFC East. So what if, what effect that has upon the league? This news coming out of Washington. And by the way. Just to let you know, welcome. we're going to welcome two new sponsors to the show. I made mention of it last week about Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy uh, wow, his name's up on my mind. His first name is Jeremy. Morgan. Jeremy Morgan joins us as well 
as uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of John Beeman out of Merchant Masters DFW. They're going to be joining us as sponsors of Rowlett Eagles Varsity Football basketball as well as the couch potato sports show and we're going to go to their uh we're going to go to a break we're going to go to their ads so we'll start with that when we come back guys we'll talk a little bit about the redskins we'll talk about what's going on hopefully we'll get cuervo in here hopefully he didn't forget about the two o'clock kickoff as he's driving we'll do that here on the couch potato sports show we'll take that break when we come back we'll get to that We'll be right back. Experience counts when buying or selling your home. That's why more and more DFW residents use Keller Williams Realty than ever before. Contact Jeremy Morgan of Keller Williams as he has access to thousands of buyers and sellers right here in the DFW area. Jeremy will help you find the best home that fits your specific needs and lifestyle. Find him at LakeRayHubbardRealEstate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan, Realtor of Keller Williams Realty. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best, including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. 
With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Raleigh Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com.
talk.
crap. I, I, I. I was on mute. All right. Bringing them back. I'll bring back Cuervo. And uh, I'll go over my great talk that I was talking to myself about. This is what happens when you, you are making noise in the background during commercials, and I turn the damn thing off. So we'll do this. We'll take the quick break. We'll go to the top of the hour, and uh, we'll hear from our sponsors. Uh, again, new sponsors. We'll get those in there, and then we'll get it all squared away. All right, so we'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to that being said. I will cut it up to where you don't just hear dead space. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Experience counts when buying or selling your home. That's why more and more DFW residents use Keller Williams Realty than ever before. Contact Jeremy Morgan of Keller Williams as he has access to thousands of buyers and sellers right here in the DFW area. Jeremy will help you find the best home that fits your specific needs and lifestyle. Find him at LakeRayHubbardRealEstate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan, Realtor of Keller Williams Realty. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. 
With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance. Serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Okay, 
All right, back on the couch for the Sports Show. Hour number two. Although you missed the last 20 minutes, I was I was on fire. I'm, I'm telling you right now, guys, I was on fire for the last 20 minutes talking about your Dallas Cowboys. You know, I was just over here lip-syncing in reality, but that's okay. We will get back to that in reality. So for my locals, hang out with the Couch Potato Sports Show because – This is a big subject that we're talking about. Lots of things that I mentioned at the top of the hour at the beginning of the show. We're going to get it now, but for right now. Your ass better call somebody. Where the author of the reason why we kicked it off at 2 in the afternoon. How you doing, man? Where where are you at? Where are you driving? What, What the hell are you doing? Hey, Sonny. Uh, no, I'm so uh, I had a uh, a guy that I used to work with, a good friend of mine. He uh, was in town, and uh, he's here. He's here for work, and he has no way to, you know, travel. So I pretty much uh, had the honors of, uh, you know, taking him where he needed being to go for the last couple of days. And, yeah, just being being his his Uber, his personal Uber. But I mean. He compensated me well, so it's all good. And I, okay, I just good. dropped him off, so. Good, good, good. Good. So we got you. You're in good place. Now, uh, just to let everybody know, today Cuervo probably doesn't have his notes because he's not in front of his computer. However, so I'm actually I'm actually well ready for this one uh, today. Uh, the, and, and the reason being is, is that there was a lot of things that happened on Friday. And if you listen to this show you know, you know, I get accused of being, you know, kind of a conspiracy guy, but I, my conspiracy is working right now, and it's working really hard. And, I, and the reason why, it all started on Friday when there was some talk that were going on. We're going to get into the NBA here real big, but let's talk about some of the things that happened on Friday. And what one former general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are now the president of the Pelicans, David Griffin, if you guys didn't hear about this, you know, David Griffin came out and said, you know, everything just wasn't all roses and petals and, you know, all the, you know, strawberry and sugar in Cleveland. So, in other words, it wasn't the best of times. It wasn't the worst of times either, Cuervo. They did win a championship. But David Griffin came out right after that, after they won the championship. He said that he knew he was gone. He knew he wasn't going to be there. But, See, those those kind of things had been said before, but he got re-upped on a show called ESPN. I've never even heard of it. It's called the Jump or the Jump In or whatever it is. Uh, but he was he was talked he was asked a few more questions and maybe a little bit more details. And this is what David Griffin had to say, you know, based upon some of the questions that came out and but some of the statements, you know, kind of probably have. You know, one uh, LeBron James, that Bron Bron, Bron Bron's a little bit upset, I imagine, because here's a here's a direct quote from David Griffin. He says, "I question LeBron's current commitment of winning," and he goes on fur- further to say, because I starred this one, LeBron has lost his animal desire to win. Now. More so in more of the talks on what was going on there, David Griffin says that, you know, the pressure of building the team, you know, with a LeBron made him feel, quote, miserable 
And not only that, you know, this is where a little sour grapes comes involved with, and we talk about this at the quarterback position, uh, LeBron Braun. Braun Braun takes too much credit and never enough blame for the uh, failures of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, um, so we got a little bit of, you know, bad sour grapes going on there coming from David Griffin there, Cuervo. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, they both moved on separate ways. Why? Why is this being brought? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think the whole Davis trade maybe, but uh, I, I, what I question at the time. Uh, I know what show you're talking about, by the way. It's called the jump. It comes on like yeah. right mid afternoon, in, in, at least California time. It's mid afternoon, like noon. 1230, something like that. It's just an NBA show. It's just talking about different topics in the NBA. Uh, but uh, uh, that's what I wonder about, so is the, the timing of these comments, that, um, at, you know, as far as LeBron James and, and, you know, his time in Cleveland and David Griffin's time in Cleveland and, you know, questioning his his desire to win a championship and stuff like that. Um, Current one right now, I, yeah, I, I, based I, on I, what's I'm, going I'm on in L.A. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm just curious to what's what's the motive? Like, what are you going to get? What what do you get out of making these comments public like this? I mean, is it trying? Uh, I guess mentally mess with the with the Lakers organization. Uh, I'm just, you know, I don't, I like, I don't know, Sonny. Like, I'm, I'm really, this is, this is really, this is really, it's, it's confusing to me. Well, here's the reason why, Cuervo, you get, you're getting into, it, you're absolutely right. That's why I laughed because it was so spot on to me. It was obvious and no one missed. No, you and me, I think, are the only one that caught it. This is a way of getting under the skins. Not only that. You know, these statements that are made about his current, you know, mental state of being ready to play to win a championship. Don't forget, he stole four players from the Lakers uh, in reality. And what he is saying is is he's going to put this team in a place to win and maybe make it, you know, into the playoffs and make it, you know, to the uh, Eastern Conference championship. I mean, I doubt it. I mean, but, God, the East is so wide open, Cuervo. So, you know, the simple fact of the matter is, yeah, I think he's trying to get exactly. I think he's trying to get into the guy's head, but I think there's some truth to it. And all you got to do is go back a couple of years before that, Cuervo. Let's not forget Kyrie Irving had a little bit of a problem with it. Now, here's what conspiracy couch is coming to play here, okay? Also, just from what David Griffin said, this is not the only time we've heard this from anybody. We've heard it from the Heat. We heard it from the former ownership, uh, you know, or the ownership of the Cavaliers before he left Miami. And then you got Kyrie Irving. And I'm telling you right now, my conspiracy, this all came about. If you remember correctly, not more than about a month ago, I mean, there were some quote-unquote rumors that were out there that they were going to join forces again, that being Kyrie and and LeBron James. That didn't come to fruition because uh, Kyrie Irving now, I think it's $35 million he, he's getting per, per year to go to Brooklyn now. Okay, the only reason why that was brought up is to get a couple extra million from Brooklyn. 
because this guy had no intentions on going on there. I'm telling you right now. And and it's going to come out, Cuervo. It, it, you know, the, the, the bad thing. The bad thing is, is that you made a prediction about five to six years ago on this show about Larry Fitzgerald going to the Patriots and never came out. I have a feeling mine's going to come out. Something's going to be ripped. Something's going to come from the headline about Kyrie Irving. You know, as far as either LeBron was hitting on his girl or he said something bad about his mama. I'm telling you right now, this is what it is because this is all personal because you're talking business here and. The only thing that the Lakers could give out to it, if you read all the the news, they could only give thirty two million. So they got three, he got three more million to go to Brooklyn. This was leverage, but what it says in reality, whether it's Kyrie Irving, whether it's Pat Riley of the Heat, whether it's the ownership of the Cavaliers before he went over there, and now we got all this talking about it. It, it just sounds like you know LeBron James is a little bit of a hard guy to. to to work with there, Cuervo, and, and and we hear about it all the time. And how about those four guys from the Los Angeles Lakers? They probably didn't want anything to do with LeBron James either. I mean, well, you're expendable. Everybody on the team's expendable but me. This comes back to an ego thing. This guy can't get out of his own way of his ego and or you got that personal thing with Kyrie and Kyrie was just using LeBron in reality to get an extra $3 million from the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I mean that that's that is a conspiracy. That's definitely, you know, right down your lane of of conspiracy. Crazy couch. So, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, um, I I don't know. I don't know if it's something personal between Kyrie and LeBron. I mean, it might be, but I think this goes back to be. a lot of what we've. Uh, this goes back to a lot of what we've been saying about LeBron. He's just a. He's just a pain in the ass to work with, Sonny. I'm just going to come out and say he's a pain in the ass. He is. And he's very high maintenance because everybody has continued to treat him like he is, you know, royalty. The the greatest thing. Yeah, God's gift and, and all this other nonsense. But, you know, the reality of it is the guy's three and six in the NBA finals and, and can't win didn't win anything without having, you know, at least two, three all-stars on his team. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even want to hear the Jordan comparisons because that's, you know, not close. let's be honest. It's not even close. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, to be I mean, honest, yeah, everybody everybody tries to argue that, that Michael had a great team around him. There were great players, but they weren't. Besides Scottie Pippen, come on, let's be honest. Who was the, the consistent all-star on those Bulls teams? There really wasn't anybody. It's just they played so well together. Hey, Chip, can we talk? It, it, you're absolutely yeah, right. Let's and talk. The, and the, it, the the whole thing in reality is 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 it just it just is proven everywhere, and this is slowly coming out. And, and not that it was any great big surprise that LeBron James was a pain in the ass to play with. Okay, I mean when you got a guy that's got an ego, you know, an ego that is. It's so it's so big, you know. He thinks that his you know stuff don't stink, and then we'll rub the people the wrong way. And it goes back to this other thing, you know. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we're gonna come out. But the, but but what it really does in reality, when you talk about David Griffin, what he is saying, I don't think you can necessarily. I don't think you can disagree with 
um, because in reality, I'm I feel the same way. That David Griffin, as a fan and as a guy that does this show, I question LeBron's current commitment of winning. And the reason being is, is he couldn't take that team of those guys that were supposedly, and they're halfway decent ball players, couldn't at least take the un, number eight spot in the West. That that should be pathetic. That should be something that LeBron James has got to look at at his career and ask himself a question, uh, you know, what am I not doing? Because in reality, did I help my team win? Did I improve anybody else on this basketball court in reality? It didn't happen. And not only them, it caused them to a place because of the way of a pain in the ass that he is that you obviously can't talk to about this guy about criticism. And the main thing about the NBA players, the players who make a lot of money, they got to have themselves open to criticism and, you know, it don't even matter what it is, whether it's him being on the basketball court where his son's playing, uh, taking slam dunks in, in the basketball game that his son's involved with. They, he shouldn't even been out on the basketball court. I don't know if you've seen this, but it, that drove me nuts. When I saw it, which I saw it this morning, so I don't even know when it was, but this guy's you know, showing, showing his ass in front of everybody at his son's basketball game. Well, wait a second, LeBron. This is not about you. This is a high school basketball game. This should be about your son. This is a guy that can't get out of his own way, Cuervo, when you talk about ego. And it's going to be the thing in reality, Cuervo, is that it's going to bring him down. And we can sit here all day and talk about all the teams and all the people that will, you know, give him all the money in the world. But when it boils down to people don't like his arrogance, people don't want to see it, and they see it as this guy can't be relatable to anybody else in the NBA. And that is not good for the league, at least in my opinion when I look at it. Well, no, I mean, it's it's true because he's supposed to be, right now, the face of the NBA. He is the, the quote-unquote poster child. He is the, yeah. you know, I mean, he's, I, mean I, I mean, I will say this. In the 2010s decade, Sonny, nobody has been better than LeBron James. No, nobody. He is. He has by far been the best player of this decade. So, without question, I will say that. Yeah, and and look, you know, and, if and you in fact, to the show enough, and in fact, where vote? It's a, in fact, it's not even close in reality. You. you know, can't touch him. Well, no, and you can't. You're right, and that's what I'm getting at. Is People that listen to the show know how much of a LeBron uh, non-you uh, know fan that I am of his. I'm just not a fan. I'm of a him. hater. So I'm a hater. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can call it a hater. If you I'll want. admit so I it. I don't like the guy. I mean, he's a yeah. great basketball player. I will say that. Um, yeah. Do I think people try to blow him up to be more than what he is? Yes. Uh, well, would I ever take anything away from his accomplishments? No, because I don't. I don't have the. You know, I mean, I don't have the privilege to do that. But um, what I would say, though, is that his character is what bothers me more than anything. And this is Absolutely. a prime example of what I'm talking about. Um, Absolutely. He's not a guy. He's, he's a guy. What he does on the court is a great example for the NBA. What he does off the court, not so much. Now. Not that coming. being said, I know about the school, and that's great. That is a great thing that he's doing. Uh, great you know, story. Not more out. than he is. Help. Just a little over a year and a week ago, Cuervo. You're right. Yeah. 
The I Promise School, freaking awesome. Like, I give LeBron all the props in the world for that. All day long. Um, However, there's other things that I just don't, that I don't agree with. Like, I guess, yeah, little things like, uh, uh, you know, taking over the show at his high, at his son's basketball game. I don't know if that's something that the school, I don't know if that's something that the school wanted or LeBron just said, give me the damn ball and put on a show. Like, I mean, there's, there's different things that could have happened in that scenario, Sonny. So we can't assume that that LeBron just decided he was just going to take over, take over the game or, or the, you know, the, the uh, warm-ups we can. and stuff like and that. And I'm going to tell you the reason why we can, Cuervo. The reason why he can is, is that outside of that little show that he put on, this guy was on the basketball court during the game, okay? He came off of the – he's not even off a of bench, Cuervo. This guy's in the stands. He's not the coach, and the game is going on. Now, granted, he, the, the guys were going down to the other end of the basketball court, but LeBron James had no business on the court during that time. It, it, it's completely and utterly ridiculous his behavior at that at that situation, and it goes back to ego. And Lord forbid anybody criticize this guy. I mean, because yeah. he, he's going to take that the wrong way. Well, the simple fact of the matter is, when you're at a high school basketball game, LeBron, it's not about you, unless they're there to see you, and that's not what the case was in reality. They were there to see your son. They were seeing. They were there to see the other kids play. Now, I don't know, Cuervo, and I'm misinformed on this, and I'll be straight about it. I don't know if his team plays on his own team, like the the school that he's providing. I don't know if that's the case. But e- either way, it's irrelevant because him being on the basketball court during the game, whether there was no action down at the end of that side of the court or not, he had no business being there. And and that's and people I and people like me. It, it's me. I, I'll put. It, I don't like that kind of crap. It's it's a look at me show, and when that happens, you know, I I, I have to admit I I lose a lot of respect for a person when they do that. I, I lose it all, and, and and it takes away what he does on the court that it is and could and should be special. It's not. But here's the big thing now, Cuervo. How many years this guy's been in the league? I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think we're going to see the same LeBron that we've seen in the years past going to those, you know, the many, you know, you know, NBA finals in a row and all that crap. I think that guy's done. The question is, is how is he going to be, a re, be able to reinvent himself, first of all, to be a better player on the court, and then second of all, he's going to have to figure out a way to win fans. And Because when he starts losing his quote-unquote ability to be the LeBron that we know of, this guy's going to be taking a lot of criticism, and how he handles that is going to be whether or not he's going to be popular enough, again, to where people will look at him and respect him. Yeah, and you know, and, and as and as a guy that's supposed to be like a leader and, and, and a guy that's supposed to be setting the example, um, you know, you should never be afraid or or you know get defensive when you when you're taking constrict, uh, constructive criticism because mm-hmm. it it shows weakness and it also shows that you're not able to handle that position because of the fact that you're sensitive to you know being told things that you could be doing better or you know something that yep. just you know could be better and 
you know, as, as people that uh, that don't know how to be leaders, they 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 get very defensive when it comes to that because they think they know everything or you know, don't tell me what to do. I'm the one that's I'm supposed to be the, the you know, the leader of the team and you know, guys like that think they know everything and they don't know how to be humble and and take advice from people and but but the great ones took all kinds of advice and they took all kinds of criticism and you know, everything from being oh, cut by mean, their high school You mean you mean uh, something like this Quavo? franchise player and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, yeah. not a game, not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. But this attitude right there, that attitude. Yeah, that, that's the attitude that you don't want. That's, that's the attitude exactly. you don't want because, because what's wrong with talking about practice? Like, I get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you're not really getting anything out of it. But as a leader, you, you just roll with it. You're like, okay, absolutely. Let's talk about practice then. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. That's that's being the bigger person and setting the example, Sonny, is, is staying cool under pressure, staying cool in, in situations, overcoming people's crap. You know, especially like the media yep. and stuff like that. Like, yep. You know, guys like MJ and and, and Magic and, and Bird and those guys back in the day. I mean, they rarely ever refused to ask or answer questions about things. You very rarely did you ever see that happen. So it's the little things like that that, um, that are the difference between the NBA now, Sonny, and the NBA what it was 20 years ago. That And, and that, alone, that alone should be something um, that people um, have to recognize. And he has to recognize where he has to be. So, you know, LeBron's going to be a story. It'll always be a story, and it'll never go away. And especially with Colin, you know, Cowherd, you know, having, you know, living in his broom closet, you know, it'll always be something to talk about. But that being said, more NBA news that happened on Friday, you know, I don't know where, though, and maybe it's me. I, I, you know, Carmelo Anthony has been washed up, in my opinion, for years. But he comes out and he he gets in with Stephen A. Because listen, if you want to if you want to get something out in the open, you know, and you and you're somewhat of a name, just contact Stephen A. Uh, because Stephen A. had a um, interview with Carmelo Anthony, um, and the only thing that I'm getting and this crybaby bullcrap that's coming from an a Carmelo Anthony is 30 teams in the NBA, and I can't make one NBA roster. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Why? And, and 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 here's another thing. Stephen A. fell for this guy, which you know, you know, yeah. Why can't he make that? Why he should be? Well, guess what? So you know when he's turning into Cuervo in reality, in reality, Carmelo Anthony is turning into the Colin Kaepernick of the NBA. This guy just thinks that he should walk there and be on the roster. And now whether or not you're like or whether or not you have the ability, it's it's none, none of that. It's whether or not you can get the contract signed, Cuervo. I mean, the simple fact of the matter is it doesn't matter about talent sometimes, i.e., Colin Kaepernick, because should he be on a football squad in the NFL? Well, maybe he should have. No, not now. I mean, it's been way too long for that. But when this whole thing was being talked about, Carmelo Anthony is the same damn thing. Guess what? You're not likable. 
if you were likable, you wouldn't have had your ass thrown off a team after 10 games in Houston when you had an opportunity to help that basketball team. What reason that was, and I was listening to the interview, he didn't give any insight on it. So the basic insight that I get is if you don't have an answer on what the problem is, okay, they know what the answer is. I'm going to tell you right now, this comes down to character. This comes down to a guy that will he be a part of a team. And when you're with the Houston Rockets and you already have one head case that is, you know, the, the, the leader of the team in Harden, um, you, you can't have two of those guys on there. That's why I wonder, Cuervo, when we come next year and we watch Russell Westbrook and Harden back together, will that work out? Because guess what? That was the reason why that relationship uh, went downhill, went sour. They couldn't get along. So now they're going to get back together and try to get along. Should be interesting. But Carmelo Anthony, I, yeah. There, there is, and I'm going to tell you right now, there are probably teams that have offered it out to him, but he wouldn't want to take it based upon what he thinks his numbers should be worth. And listen, again, I'll go back to it, and I'll, I'll say it all day long. You can have all the talent in the world, but it don't matter unless you can get your name signed on a dotted line. And right now, Carmelo Anthony can't. Yeah, he can't, Sonny, and I don't know if he will because, like you said, I mean, I, I just – it just doesn't seem like he's a very good team- teammate. I mean, they tried the thing in Houston already. You know, they already tried yep. to uh, assemble that that those two together with Harden and Carmelo, and it didn't work. So, right, it's ten games. This is another case. This is another case of you know a guy that is difficult to work with. You know, LeBron is the same way, but he's he's that way in, in other ways uh, compared to Melo. Melo is. Is more of a guy that, uh, you know, on the court, he's very uh, self-centered. You know, he wants to shoot every single time. And LeBron, I mean, when he's open, he'll do it. But I think he's more about distributing the ball a little bit more. Um, he is now. He's, he is now. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's a guy, like I said, that does what he can to get his teammates involved. Melo doesn't do that. He's more of an isolation type guy where he's trying to find open shots. That way he can, you know, shoot the ball just about every time. And, and guess what? I mean, that nobody wants to play with a guy like that. So that's why, yep. Carmelo Anthony, that you have not found a team to sign you yet because you have to understand that you're not going to be the superstar of the team. You might be the number two, yep. possibly even the number three guy, and that's something that he's going to have to understand and accept. Or and coming off the bench. He's going to, yeah, or he's going to find himself watching, you know, from his couch for another season. Yep. So he'll be a, he'll be a couch who, who, potato who like you and 25 I. million last year. The last thing I'm worried about is, is Carmelo's Anthony. I, and that, that's another thing that really kind of bothers me about the whole thing. You know, he's over there boo-hooing, you know, he's not on the roster. The guy that had $25 million to sit on his ass after 10 games for the Houston Rockets, I'm having a hard time feeling sorry for, you know, one Carmelo Anthony. But, you know, that whole situation is what it is. But, you know, but there's parts of that. You think about it, you know, you know, he is with Harden. Harden is a hard guy to get along with. Ask Russell Westbrook. What do you think about Russell Westbrook heading the back over there and playing for Houston? CP3 couldn't get along with him. And CP3, is, from everything I've read, Cuervo, this guy gets along with everybody. 
and that didn't work out for him down there in Houston either there, Cuervo. So no CP3 down there. So um, now he's, you know, got Russell Westbrook. I, I just – there's something about ego, guys. Now, I, I I don't know what it is about Harden, what, what people don't like about him, because I don't hear the big stories about him except for the fact that, you know, Carmelo's gone, Russell Westbrook, he went down to Houston and get his own team. So I, I think I think Russell Westbrook might have a come to Jesus talk with him, find out whose team is this is, and if there's any question, it's not it's that it's uh, Harden's team and and not uh, uh, Westbrook. That's going to be a problem for for Westbrook, and that you can look for an implosion there. But I'm going to tell you right now, Cuervo, if those two can get along, if those guys can figure it out, I'm going to tell you right now the Rockets are are a team that you look at the Clips, you look at the Lakers. Those two teams are supposedly the teams over there, never mind Golden State. I, th- I think this might be the year. If they can figure out how to get along, they might be able to get over the hump because I don't think the Lakers are as good as they, they, they think they are. The Clippers are not as good as what they are. And the Golden State Warriors, you can say the dynasty's over. They're going to be a good team. The dynasty portion of it is over. Now they got to figure out how to win with different puzzles, you know, this could be the year that Houston gets over in the Western Conference, Cuervo. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I, I, I can't remember how they worked together in Oklahoma City, but, uh, but you know, I think the problem that people have with Harden is that he's another guy, just like Melo, that, uh, you know, he's all about himself when it comes to his numbers and stuff like that. And I think you can just yep. – just by the way you see him play on the court, it just seems like he's not worried about getting other people involved. He's all about getting his own. And yep. that's that's not the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, that that's going to have to change if he expects to win a championship down there between him and Westbrook. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that's, that is something that definitely has to change with Harden. Uh, Westbrook is – I mean, obviously, he, the guy averages triple doubles, so he's obviously not like a guy that'll, you know, he won't this year. To, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I don't expect Westbrook to change his style at all. You know, he's going to be a guy that's still going to be going for the, you know, triple double every now. You know, uh, I shouldn't even say every now and then. It's more like every night, but it's not going to happen every night. So, uh, but. Uh, I don't see that changing. I think Westbrook will still be the guy he is. Harden will still be the guy that he is. And from there, I mean, they just have to figure out how they're going to get everyone else involved. Because it's, it's not two on five. It's five on five. So you right. got to get the other three guys in your team involved. It'll be interesting the role that Russell Westbrook plays in that and how much of a role that he's going to have to swallow. This is a pride-swallowing guy right now. He's going to have to do it because this is Harden's team. There's no question about that. Yeah. And if yeah, Russell yeah. Westbrook decides to walk in the front door with that attitude, he's going to have a long year. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, it, you know, that that's what they're trying to avoid is, you know, it being a long, drawn-out season because if, you know, if it doesn't work, then, then the question is what this – Houston do from there? Do they offer you know, a trade, or or do they go and get someone else? Like, what would be yep. the I guess bold bold move that 
Houston could do if it doesn't work out. Yeah, that, that's going to be real interesting. I'm going to be watching that for the soap opera that will be, more so than the talent yeah. that it will be. So, yeah. you know, that that should be real fun to watch. And, you know, never mind never mind the, the, the soap opera that's going to happen in Los Angeles and um, that. Uh, Clay Thompson, that, that's going to be the big question as far as how well – that we'll see Golden State. Without Clay, that's a, that's a tough road to hope for the Golden State Warriors. So we, they better hope that Clay can be ready to go and, you know, maybe not miss too much time at the beginning of the season. So we'll watch that one because I think that's key on whether or not the Warriors will be, you know, yeah, like I said, I think the dynasty is over, but I think Clay Thompson has the ability to be a guy that a team can build around. And don't forget, you still have Steph over there as well. So there's lots of stuff going on that's good for Golden State. And whether or not they get some guys back healthy will be whether or not that they're going to be successful over in the West. So it should be real interesting. Now, that being said, of course, that's the name of the show, Cuervo. Last week, the top ten college football coaches poll came out, Cuervo. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I saw it. And, um, by the way, there's uh, 65 votes, by the way, just to let you know, Cuervo, for for who's first. You know, there's 65 people that vote, okay? All right, 59 of this one team actually got the number one pick. I don't know if you know who the, the pick was. And then the second-place team only got six. So, Cuervo – who do you think, and I, I don't know if you know or heard, do you know who was number one in the college football uh, coaches poll, the top ten? Uh, about like the teams themselves? Like the rankings? I'm sorry? Yeah, the rankings. Are, are we talking it about was the college football coaches poll. Oh, like who they rank their coaches, who the, the favorite no, coaches No, 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 the team. Or... The, the, the coaches voted on the team. So oh, I got the coaches. Uh, I mean, I would assume yeah. Clemson's number one. I would assume Clemson's yeah, number one. Number one at number, and they are the one that got the 59 first place vote uh, for that spot, followed by. Um, probably Alabama. Alabama with six first place votes. So when I looked at the top two and I looked at those numbers, I was like, holy crap, really? But you know what I did, which I normally don't do, and Cuervo will be the first to tell you guys that I don't do a lot of research on college football. Um, I'm just not good at it. There's too many damn teams. Um, I, I, but Cuervo, Tarzan, <laughs> and Jonathan, those three guys know college football. But I will tell you what I actually did, Cuervo. I opened up the schedule of Clemson and Cuervo. They have got the easiest schedule. I think of every number, number one coach, or, you know, coaches, poll, whatever. The only team they got that's worth a damn nickel is Syracuse. The rest of it's a joke. What the hell? Where did these, who makes these damn schedules in reality? Because this schedule that's coming out of Clemson, no wonder they're number one. They're going to beat everybody by 40. Oh. I mean, that's ACC for you, Sonny. I mean, it's Clemson, and then there's everybody else. Not even, I don't even I think guess. really like Florida, Florida State is uh, decent. Uh, they're not great, uh, but they're definitely, like, in a rebuilding phase. So, I guess Florida State might give them a little bit of a challenge. But, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I think Clemson is just going to roll all, all over everybody, especially they got yeah, I mean, Lawrence, the quarterback. You know, he's back, so it, it's going to be you know, Clemson's in really good position to go back to the playoffs. In reality, by the way, just let everybody know, it's August 29th opens up college football. Okay, I mean, well, as far as Clemson is concerned, they get Georgia Tech. I mean, they're going to wipe them out. Texas A&M ain't worth a damn. I'm sorry, guys, they're not. All right, all my locals, they're just not. All right, look look it up. If if you question it, look it up. Okay, that's all I got to say. If somebody knows it, they're not they're not that damn good. Okay. All right, then they have Syracuse. That's the only damn team. Then they got Charlotte. Then they got UNC. That's University of North Carolina. Florida State, uh, that might be a challenge, but I don't see it. Louisville ain't worth a nickel. Boston College, North Carolina State, Wolford, never even heard of those guys. New new school, I guess. I, I guess I don't even know what their nickname. Never heard of Wolford, but Wolford's on their schedule. Wake Forest in South Carolina. They're going to run the freaking table, Cuervo. I mean, they might go undefeated. Yeah, I fully with that schedule. I fully expect them to go undefeated. This craziness, but here we go. Number three on this list comes Georgia. Number four, Oklahoma. Number five, Ohio State. Number six, LSU. Seven, Michigan. Number eight, Florida. Number nine, Notre Dame. And number ten, Texas. Now I'm going to tell you right now, Michigan and Ohio State are should not be be considered in the top ten of anything. First of all, Jim Harbaugh had shown me Jack. And I, that's coming from a Wolverine fan, okay? You know, the simple fact of the matter is is, is that when you, got a, when you have a John Harbaugh, you're expecting them to get in there. Now, listen, the records and everything, that's wonderful. You, we can sit there and talk about the records and everything, but the simple fact of the matter is it's about bowl games, it's about national championships, and in reality when you think – you know, a a, a, a a hardball, this is what you think. Hadn't done anything at all. So Michigan in the top ten, that's a joke. Ohio State, new coach, new direction. I'm sorry. You you can have whatever. You can have all those guys and everything else. Maybe you have a good year, but you can't rank them top ten. That's because they don't have a coach. Cuervo, that, that, that's a huge loss for Ohio State going into the season, losing their coach. And so, I mean, should Michigan, should Ohio State be in the top ten based upon this coaching poll? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know what they base it off of, but did they base it off of how they did last year, like how they finished? Or that's that's the one question I, I have is I never understood the yeah, coaches poll. Like I know that I know the AP and how they do that, but not the coaches. Yeah, it's really weird. So, you know, and by the way, I think Notre Dame should be up at number five. Um, So I think they're they're up. I think they're a little low at nine. Um, Texas, I think, is a little low at ten. They probably should be at eight. But there should be some fillers in there as well. But I don't think Oklahoma is the fourth best team in in college football. I just don't. And now, granted, I'll go back to my – me being an idiot when they, when you talk college football, but Oklahoma is not the fourth best team in, in, in college football. They're just not. Um, so, you, you know, I don't know. It, it should be really interesting. By the way, you know, the, the coaches that are the, the college game and everything, that's about ready to kick off. Do you got any plans uh, to 
to do some college stuff, or are you going to have time? What, what's your schedule, or do you know yet? Yeah, Sonny, so I might not be able to do anything opening weekend uh, as much as I would love to, but on campus at Cuervo, I mean, I just, you know, it, it, it was good while I was doing it. I'm going to try – I want to try and bring it back this year. Uh, Resurrected, it, eh? it just – yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back from the dead, um, but uh, it just it won't it won't be able to happen the first weekend. I can tell you that for okay. a fact. Uh, but after that, we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, you and I have spoke. You looking Friday off, night off for air, that so. for that to happen, or what's your Friday night, Saturday morning, or what do you think? Actually, you know, I I might even consider doing Saturday morning. I think I think it. I don't want to take anything away from, you know, if people want to watch, like, College Game Day on ESPN, which I watch it, too. But uh, but uh, I think it would be pretty cool. It, it, you know, gets people in the in the spirit of, of, you know, college football that day. But, uh, you know, you uh, it, it, I guess it all We're going to have to set that up for Friday, you. Now, yeah, if Friday Thursday, night works better for me, then I'll do it Friday night. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, that, so that will be – We'll find out what works best for Cuervo's schedule. I, you know, my schedule Friday night, obviously I have high school football unless they're on Thursday, which there are some Thursday night games. So I'll probably try to join you if you did it on a Friday night if, if there was no high school football uh, going on. So we got that going on, lots of stuff going on as far as that. So, I'll, I'll, by the way, I'll send you the schedule when we'll be on air for that as well. You don't have to worry about the pregame show because the pregame show is always pre-recorded, so we we don't go live. So that don't count towards our uh, our amount of uh, shows that we can do. So um, we'll get that all squared away, and I'll let you let you know that schedule and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, college football already rock and roll. We'll see how Tarvin's doing. I know Tarvin's itching to get back into starting to talk. You know some some college football. You know. I, as far as where he's at and the schedule, we'll get with him on that. And, and of course, Jonathan down there with the Florida teams, the expert that he is in that area, um, you know, what, five universities all within, you know, two or three hours of each other, you know, so he's he's got everything down there as well. So hopefully we'll be able to maybe put it together and come up with something and uh, try to get the show all squared for you. That sounds good, Tony. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll work out the details, uh, but uh, it, uh, it, it'll be it'll be starting probably September. Got it. So, looking at September uh, for that, and now I got to hit this button right here. As a couple hours ago, I kind of reported on. I want to tell you right now, the Patriots are are, are doing some swell things. And, yes, I, I did use the word swell. I meant it. Um, but uh, the the New England Patriots get that extension over to Tom Brady, which they should have done a while back. But, really, in reality, Cuervo, what this does, it opens up more money on the salary cap for the Patriots to do what they got to do. But uh, $20 million bucks. Um, you know, uh, each year, you know, listening to that number, it sounds crazy that we're not talking Tom Brady at 30 million. He's not going to get 30 million until next season. Uh, he's going to get 23 million, um, this year and then 30 next year and 32 after that. So a two year extension, 
Um, so that is huge in reality. But what it does, it opens up, it opens up the um, the salary cap. But more interestingly, Cuervo, uh, Tom Brady just kind of committed to two more years after this. You know, so what does that mean for the head coach, Bill Belichick? I think it means he's around for a couple more years as well. Uh, My God, it's going to be a package. It's going to be a package deal when 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 this all when it's all done, Sonny, and 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 the New England Patriots era is officially over, and it won't be over until Brady and Belichick walk away. And you know, again, that that's it's going to be. They're both going to go at the same time. It's a package deal. So when I have no idea when it's going to happen. It's interestingly enough, you know, working that and, of course, trying to get back to the Super Bowl, we better hope he gets busted for PEDs and he has four games out. That'd be really good for him. Um, so that, <laughs> or, or something uh, to where he doesn't have to hit the, hit the field for, you know, four of those games. It'd be much better for him. Also, just to let you know, Jordy Nelson's going to do that one-day contract wrap and uh, uh, retire as a Packer, um, Lord knows uh, I think he wants to forget his final year in the NFL there with the uh, Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's only fitting. I mean, Jordy Nelson will always be a member of the Packers. You know, congrats to him. He as a fan of the Chicago Bears players. Did I lose you there, Cuervo? Are you there, Cuervo? I think I might have lost my man, Cuervo. So, Pierre, yeah, he's going to call back. So, that having been said, uh, so um, that should be really interesting over there as far as that is concerned. So watch out for, for what could happen in New England, the package deal, what it will be, I don't know. Uh, will it be the package deal? That will be the big question. Um, Jaguar signed ex-Viking running back Rock Thomas. I like this pickup because I've always liked Rock Thomas. You know, he didn't get a lot. I mean, you know, you know, he's out for the first three games of the substance abuse thing. Um, that should be really good because what in reality puts that situation in is really simple. Is, is that if the Jacksonville Jaguars have a rough first three games with their, you know, current personnel right now, this could be really good for them as a backup signing. That's going to be really huge for them. So watch out for that. That That's some news coming out of Jacksonville that we got to keep a hand up there for it and everything else. So um, that having been said, again, also, theoretic, he gets picked up by the Broncos. Broncos had the best one, two, three in running backs in the NBA, uh, in the NFL. Might even be a one, two, three, four. So, um, interestingly enough, we'll watch that one. It is huge. Uh, Adonis Alexander is going to miss at least two weeks here. What, right quad, he needs to get that rail. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not worth it. Keep him out of the lineup for a little bit longer so you don't run into the fact that you'll end up losing him because that will happen. Also, big news out of the Washington Redskins camp. I'm going to tell you, the fact that they they have a holdout in Trent Williams, I think this is just a holdout 
in words. I really do, guys. Trent Williams, first of all, Trent Williams does not need training camp. This guy is a veteran. Uh, he, you know, I, he, we'll get him back in like two weeks before, but there's no need. And not only that, the injuries and everything that's going to have to end up happening, you know, you know, you, you don't want that happening for this guy because he is that much. But Trent Williams, Cuervo, um, not being, a, you know, hold out. I think it's just a holdout in words. I don't think Trent's going anywhere. Um, and I'm not worried about Trent Williams. Yeah, I wouldn't either, Sonny. I'm might be requesting a trade or along the lines of that. I don't think that's happening. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't. Think it's, I think they, it's, they haven't mentioned anything about that. Yeah, it's just it's just leverage for a contract. That's all it really is, in my opinion. Yeah. So you look over for that. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. Um, again, in just words. Now. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back to Airbo, we're going to go to some of the words that, that I want to talk about. And, and one's Cam Newton. Now, you heard the crazy revelation. And guys, I got something that might just might have something to talk about when it comes to that. Um, you know, of course, by the way, uh, happy birthday to Tom Brady. It was his 42nd birthday, and he got that uh, signing of that contract. And then Jim Harbaugh. Hold on. Is it John Harbaugh? John Harbaugh is the head coach of the Ravens, right? It's John, right? Yes, John. John Harbaugh, I got some words for you on the other side. Yeah, right? Is it John? Yeah, it is, Sonny. It is. Jim's up in Michigan. I got some words for John Harbaugh on the uh, on the Baltimore Ravens situation, and then of course uh, we got to talk about one Ezekiel Elliott. That I, you know, that's what I was doing a lot of talking on. That went kind of quiet. Um, it looked like I was lip syncing, you know, if if you were here watching. <laughs> so I was definitely lip syncing to to the world out there on the couch potatoes for sure. So we're going to do that. We're going to take our last break and we're going to come back for the last hour. We're going to pound it out with Cowboys talk. Cam Newton, John Harbaugh. We'll do that on the other side. You're listening to the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said, our Sunday afternoon tradition continues now. Also, again, guys. Some great new sponsors joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and and I'm excited about that because, you know, when we get the new sponsors, we got some great people here. So give a listen to a few of our new sponsors. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and that being said. Experience counts when buying or selling your home. That's why more and more DFW residents use Keller Williams Realty than ever before. Contact Jeremy Morgan of Keller Williams as he has access to thousands of buyers and sellers right here in the DFW area. Jeremy will help you find the best home that fits your specific needs and lifestyle. Find him at LakeRayHubbardRealEstate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan Realtor of Keller Williams Realty. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. 
So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. This is Sonny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469 469- Five five six sixty three sixty four. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus, two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend, Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. 
Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Because we need to talk about some things, and I, I could probably get through the hour if we don't get him back. So we'll watch out for him and see if we can get him. Uh, he's in a bad area as far as that is concerned, so hopefully we'll get him back um, and based upon what uh, we're doing here on the show. Welcome back into the third hour. You know, we've talked a lot about some of the things that have been going on as far as certain players and what they do, how they do, what they do. And how, basically, in reality, how does it affect a football team? And that could be from anything, whether it be a type of style of play of football, what is happening off uh, the field in, uh, for a football team, or things like that. These are things that you keep track of if you're a fan. And we kind of basically touched on it. In the last hour, as, as fans are fans of teams, and they're usually fans of certain players, and I think we get that. I think that part is there. And we'll do something here. Hold on. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. I have a feeling that we will be able to do something here. Um, I'm going to try to get a – I'm not sure if I'm going to get Cuervo back or not. But if not, what I – wait a second. I'm Okay, he's off on that one. I was making sure my screen is right. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm actually – we're going to probably go live. We're going to go over to Facebook. So <clears throat> that being said, um, uh, we're going to do that. Um, if I don't get Cuervo back, then I you know, won't be – if I lose Cuervo, we won't. So – 
Give us a minute and 49 seconds, almost two minutes, and I'll get us up on Facebook. We'll do this live. We'll be right back. This is Sonny Clark, Radio Voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Keller Williams, and they are changing the way it's all done for good. And it's big, real big. They are changing real estate as we know it and reimagining how things should be. It's called the Real Estate Reality Check, and it will help identify the dreams and the needs of those we serve. How can we help? Contact Jeremy Morgan of Keller Williams at 214-236-2914 to find out or visit him on the web at www.rayhubbardrealestate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan Realtor of Keller Williams Realty. Find out how Merchant Masters, the FW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, the FW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and doing a live, uh, since I don't have Cuervo, so I thought I'd get up on the video and do this live. Welcome back into our third hour of the Couch Potato Sports Show. Some things I wanted to talk about. Well, there's Cuervo right there. I went on Facebook not thinking I would get him back, but let's do this. So folks that are listening or watching, I, I threw on the the live. I have Cuervo, the fine co-host, back up on the show. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome back into the third hour. Uh, thank you, Sonny. I appreciate that. I just uh, took a quick break. I gotta. I should probably stop for soon. I'm getting thirsty. I'm about an hour away from home. Yeah. Well, we'll get you home. We'll get you home. So hang on. We'll get you home in this final hour. All right. Hour. That is the plan. <laughs> We'll get you. Let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about this. Is it, you know, uh, the folks on the other side who will be walking, watching Matt Kayward, Good to see you. I'm doing the Facebook Live thing. Uh, you won't be able to hear Cuervo, unfortunately. Um, but that being said, I want to talk a little bit. And since I got Kayward in there, I want to go to the Baltimore Ravens because there is a thing that I I, I read and I, I I felt I felt I felt I feel bad for John Harbaugh. Okay, Cuervo, I don't know if you you knew about it or we kind of briefly, you know, kind of talked about it up on this show is when you talk about a guy that who is John Harbaugh, it, 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 this guy gets the sign of the extension of his contract as the coach of the Baltimore Ravens. And then what ends up happening, he starts losing guys right and left. So, you know, to me, it was kind of like a setup to get this guy out. But I don't understand why they would do that after they signed the actual extension for John Harbaugh. But John Harbaugh, you know, 
goes out, and this is what he says. Guys, I'm looking now. I got the, the old dependable spiral notebook. This is what John Harbaugh, and I'll put on the glasses too so I can read my own writing. But I want you to listen to Squareville Square because I, I found this quite interesting. Um, you know, it, he comes out, and he's talking about his new quarterback, okay, talking about Jackson. He says, and, and this is a quote, by the way. He says that uh, the, the quarterback, uh, what's it, Jackson, he says uh, he's going to push the NFL into a quote-unquote new offensive revolution. Now, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, we can go back in time, Cuervo, and look at running quarterbacks. And the one thing that comes completely, all of them in common, Cuervo, is, is that we're not talking Super Bowl quarterbacks in reality. We're not talking guys that can get you too far in the playoff quarterback as well. So – my question is, is that you, you th- there's a history of this. And I guess I got to ask you, Cuervo, and I'll uh, put it out to the fans as you are talking. Um, but I don't understand, first of all, how a guy like a John Harbaugh, who has been entrenched in what traditional football is all about, especially at the quarterback position, thinks that. You you know Lamar Jackson is going to be able to get the job done as a dual threat quarterback. What do you think, Cuervo? Well, I mean, here's the deal, Sonny. I mean, you know, every coach has to campaign for his quarterback to, you know, sell sell it to you that they're going to break the mold and they're going to be the first mobile quarterback to, you know, be able to uh, uh, pass the, the, you know, break the mold and and win a super championship and. So, of course, he's going to say those things. He's not going to sell his own quarterback short. I mean, for God's sakes, they got rid of, you know, the, the all, one of the all-time great quarterbacks in that franchise history and Joe Flacco. So, uh, just to make room for Lamar Jackson. So, of course, he's going to campaign for Lamar to say that oh, he's going to be the first one to do this and that. And, and it's, it's Yeah, just, but do you just, really honestly, tra- Quaver, let me jump in just really quick. Do you honestly think Jim Harbaugh believes that, that – what he's kind of pushing right now, I, because when when I hear it and the way he said it, it to me it didn't sound sincere. I, I think it's just because he knows football and this type of quarterback has a very well, hard time of being able to do that. Well, and that's why I'm put. That's why I'm saying it the way I am, Sonny. He's trying to sell it. I didn't say he believes it. I just said he's selling it to you. There's a big difference between those two words. Uh, do I think he actually believes it? Based on what you're telling me, no, probably not. But he's gonna he's gonna try and convince everybody that yeah, that Lamar Jackson's gonna be the guy that, that can that can, you know, break the threshold of, of mobile quarterbacks becoming Super Bowl champions. And I think he knows yeah, that's gonna be... that it probably won't work. Do you think that he's gonna be able to break that mold? Do you think that the Lamar Jackson just you. I mean, I it, like you said, you John Harbaugh, no. you know, selling his bill of goods. Um, but I don't even – I think first round of the playoffs is definitely something that you can maybe expect from him. But after that, I don't see a Lamar Jackson getting the job done. Remember in the playoffs that he did take him to? The guy didn't hardly throw for any yards in the first half of that playoff game. That right there gives me a great indication on who he is and what yeah. he's all about in reality. Well, and, and I think it comes down to also his, you know, his his accuracy. Um, I'm not going to question his arm strength. I think he's got good arm strength. 
but I think I question his accuracy a little bit and a little bit of his decision-making. I think sometimes he rushes plays, and that's the problem with mobile quarterbacks is that they're, so, they're used to being so fast-paced that in the NFL, sometimes you have to allow plays to develop and you have to allow receivers to run their routes and you have to allow things to become open. It, it's, you know, in college, like I said, especially with the way he ran the spread at Louisville, like he had to have the ball out of his hands within the first two seconds or something along the lines of that. He really didn't have an opportunity to stand back in the pocket. Absolutely. And guys down on the field and, you know, look for that second, third option and you know, things like that. It was, you snap the ball, either you're handing it off or you're not. And, you know, and, and, I, and I know they're going to try and implement RPOs in, in their offense, and that's great and all because that's what he's used to. But uh, there's going to be times where, you know, the RPO is not going to, you know, that's not going to get you back in the game. And, and you're going to have to use, rely on that traditional pocket passing. And I just don't know if Lamar Jackson has the decision-making or the accuracy to make that happen. Definitely, because all you got to do is I'm I'm looking at a list of some of these dual threat quarterbacks, and you know, I, and I'll just put it out there: Lamar Jackson, I wasn't very impressed with anyway, especially in the draft when he got drafted. wasn't impressed. Didn't care. Um, that that's probably main thing. Didn't care. I didn't care because I don't expect much from this guy. However, when Joe Flacco went down, then he gets the anointment. Yes, and I said an anointment that he's the next best thing to come along since sliced bread. But, guys, we got to remember we had some great mobile quarterbacks that played in this league that either A, couldn't get their team to the playoffs and or Super Bowl, or B, they have their careers cut short. I mean, you, you look at some of the names on the guys that lasted long, Michael Vick. 6,109 yards rushing. Randall Cunningham kind of kicked all this back up in the 80s with 4,900 yards rushing. Now, Cam Newton is the local guy right now. He's got four – or the um, uh, the future, I guess he is the now right now. 4,808 yards rushing right now, and that will lead me to Cam Newton. I'll get that. But Steve Young was about the only one that ran, that ran the ball consistently, ended up with the Super Bowl. So – when you look at all these you know, guys, you know, France Harkington was the guy that I also read, Steve McNair, they might be able to you know, get the job done, get into the playoffs. Only a few are going to the Super Bowl, but none of them have won it. So you know, the last one that won it was a Steve Young, but in reality, Steve Young is more of a pocket passer in reality. Even Cordell Stewart, I mean, these are names that people have heard of. Go ahead, Cuervo. Yeah, Sonny. I mean, well, I mean, look, and we, and we can we can talk about how they won it, but uh, I mean, you can't forget about Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson is a mobile quarterback that did win a Super Bowl. Now, granted, if you watch Russell game, Wilson, he didn't do he didn't do a whole lot. All right, I'll admit that, but he is a guy that is known as a dual threat, and he has a Super Bowl ring. So, I mean, technically, technically, the last one to actually put up numbers. In Super Bowl uh, as a mobile uh, dual threat quarterback. Yes, I would say probably Steve Young. Um, maybe yep, you Steve could Young. say uh, uh, you could maybe say well, no. Donovan McNabb lost, so no, you can't say McNabb. Um, was he really? A, yeah. Was Donovan McNabb really a runner though, Cuervo? I mean, he was more of a pocket passer, wasn't he? I mean, he had the ability to do it, but that's not his first. Yeah, that was not his first instinct. No, 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 no. Yeah, he was definitely 
he was definitely a guy that understood the difference between, you know, sitting back well, in the I'll pocket. Shoot you, and, I'll shoot you to Cordell Stewart, you know, but I'll shoot you to a guy that you might have heard of. you never seen play, probably. Uh, 1972 Chicago Bears, 168 yards rushing, Bobby Douglas. Now, now, granted, I was a little boy, but mm-hmm. I know who Bobby Douglas is. Um, but it, but that but that takes me to where we're at now. We talk Cam Newton. Cam Newton, two surgeries on his throwing shoulder. So are we going to get the Cam Newton of the first three years, or is this guy going to hang out? Is he going to stay in the pocket? That's going to be the big question, I think, wherever when you think about where Cam Newton is in his actual career right now. I mean, I've said it before, and I know people are – you go back and listen to the archives. I think right now if you're Carolina, you get rid of this guy. And take the head coach with him. And do it now. See what you can get for him right now. Because this might be the only time you might be able to get some real value out of the Cam Newton. Now, I've received the emails already, so you don't need to send them, especially McKendra Carper joined me here. Um, (laughs) That being said, guys, you know, Cam Newton hasn't done anything for me. And maybe it's because I like the pocket passers. But I just don't believe in the running, uh, the running quarterback, unless, obviously, you're watching a little indoor football. I'm all about running quarterback. But when you are talking the NFL and you're talking about guys who are successful, you're talking about guys that seem to in, end up getting the job done, you're talking about pocket passers, and you can even go to uh, Russell Wilson in that game in the Super Bowl. That guy wasn't running the football. That guy was passing the football. So looking at all those numbers and where Cam Newton is, so, you know, the second surgery on the throwing shoulders, this is the thing that you, if you're a Panther fan out there, you better be scared. And the reason why you need to be scared is because of a quote that came from Cam Newton. The quote is, is I don't know what it feels like to be 100% anymore. And Cuervo, that is a big statement. That is a huge statement, Sonny. But you know what? I mean, for somebody that's been playing as long as he has, and he's going into what I think is ninth year now, um, who really is 100%? You know, there's there's very few guys that actually can say that they are honestly at 100 and And that's even after an offseason. You know I mean? Guys are, are beat up 365 days a year, so – you know, with that said, uh, I, I mean, I think I think it's just a matter of him just being honest. It's it's not about that he's not healthy or because I guarantee you most of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL are never at 100 percent, even if even you know two three months after the season is over, uh, are they at 100 percent? It's just you know, I mean, it's no secret, Sonny. Football's a, a very it's a physical Definitely. sport. You know, it takes a lot to to keep your body uh, going for that long. So, I, I, are you ready for I, one no, more quote from Cam Newton, Cuervo? You ready for I one more quote? Let's let's get it. This is let's a quote that he said the other day. I forget what day it was, but I wrote it down as soon as I heard it because I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But you know, Cam Newton after the surgery and everything else, it, it, one of it, it, one of his quotes that says, "Don't assume I'm I'm back." And that uh, right now, when you're going into training okay. camp, I'm not. I'm not sure if you. I'm not sure if that could make any Carolina Panther fan feel comfortable about what is going on in Carolina. That's why I said. I mean, people thought. I mean, 
I got the emails. Guys, guys, I know who Cam Newton is, okay? Guys, I also know that Cam Newton, two years in a row, won, I think, like eight games in a row. Don't get me wrong. I get this. I understand who this guy is, all right? He has the talent to do what it is, but unfortunately hasn't been able to get up over the hump in order to get the wins in the playoffs, make the win, get in the Super Bowl wins, things like that. He hasn't been able to get the job done. Now, is that his fault? Probably not. Is he not getting a lot of help from the uh, officials? Probably not. And, in fact, if there's anybody in the NFL that don't get the calls, number one probably is Cam Newton. This is a guy that probably should be able to get some calls, and he don't. But he looks like a linebacker, so he don't get the calls. And you can say whatever you want about that. That has taken a toll out on him. Two, two, not one, but two surgeries on his throwing shoulder. How much is that going to affect him deep down, uh, deep down the field? That's going to be remain to be seen as well. So getting the Cam Newton at 100, quote, well, close to 100%, because by his own words, he doesn't know what 100 percent feels I'm telling you right now it's time to move Cam Newton and if you can move him before the season and get something that can be somewhat respectful Cuervo I think they I think Carolina Panthers need to do it I I don't know what do you think Sonny I think it would be absolutely crazy for them to do that and the reason I say that is because if if they do that I mean here's the thing you know my you know my philosophy on that, Sonny. If you're going to get rid of somebody, you better get somebody as good or better. There's because it's pointless to downgrade. Why would you downgrade, especially at the quarterback position? So, if there's a plan to get somebody else that might be younger, more talented, something along the lines, but then you know what? Okay, fine. Then I can see why you want to part ways with Cam Newton, but. Let's say let's say they cut him today. Let's say he's gone. Let's just let's just play the scenario out. Cam Newton is no longer a Carolina Panthers, Sonny. Who's in who is the Carolina Panthers starting quarterback at this point? Do we really do we really want to throw uh, old buddy from West Virginia in there? I forget his name now. Um, the guy that they drafted though, the kid from West Virginia. Um, oh hell, I can't remember his name. But I know the Panthers drafted Will Greer. Will Greer. So you're going to make Will Greer the starter? Is that the plan? Well, trade. And I don't know who's open for trade. Cuervo, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't know who's out for trade. But hold on. And I got to push that. I I don't know who's out for trade, Cuervo. That's the big question. When when you're talking about that, I, I don't know. I mean, could you get... A guy that has, you know, might have been considered to be a good quarterback and maybe get an opportunity that hasn't been able to get it, I don't know. But I I know, and I know it's early in the season, I just know, but, you know, the words coming from Cam Newton, you can't feel comfortable right now. So when you're looking on whether or not you're going to have him, you know, and I know it turns the whole offense upside down, but, you know, let me ask you this, Cuervo. Where did we have the Carolina Panthers in this division?
in reality, the question comes back, who is that guy? Let me find out what Cuervo is saying here, why we lost him. Let's see if we can bring him back. Call drop. All right, so I'll try to get uh, Cuervo back in here. But, I, I, you know, you, Cuervo has a very valid point. Who are you going to replace him with? I don't know. But you got to be able to, uh, to to get all squared. You got to be able to find your guy. And I'm telling him to call back in if he can. If you can. There we go. Back. There we go. All right, cool. So I'll try to get Cuervo back in here. But the, the simple fact of the matter is, I, you know, I, you know, find somebody. I mean, because I, I worry about Cam Newton. I, you know, I, and I'd hate to see this guy get hurt. Going on the RG3 side, headed that way. You know, looking at guys that typically play this position as a dual-threat quarterback. And, you know, not much success. Of course, they made the Super Bowl with them. I'll, I'll go that route. They made the Super Bowl, but they didn't win the Super Bowl. So I don't know. If you're the Carolina Panthers, I think it's time for you to go. I, I do. <laughs> and I, I said it before, I'll say it again. That having been said, Cam Newton, interesting story over in Carolina. So I'm going to go to the big news in reality. I got 30 minutes. I don't know if I'm going to get Cuervo back. So since I'm here live, I don't know if he, if he does a Facebook Live, if I could get him in. Last time we did that, it cuts microphones or something like that. We'll try to do it. I'm going to suggest him to give him a call. But I'm going to go to Dallas. Head on over to Dallas where the big story is not the Dallas Cowboys on their training camp tour, okay? That's usually the big story in reality. But what's happening in Dallas right here in the DF-Dub, they have a running back who is holding out, and that'd be Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. And I just want to know. And maybe it's me. And it probably is me. I might be too harsh. But I, I just want to know where this guy's coming from. I mean, and the main reason why, and I, I, I'll very rarely say what I'm about ready to say, but I don't understand where Ezekiel Elliott comes out in, you know, disrespecting Jerry Jones. Now, listen, I'll be the first to bash Jerry Jones, but come on, Zeke. This is a guy that stood behind you all year long. You're not even really up for consideration for two years on your contract, and you're in his face saying, hey, well, I want more money. Now, I get the fact the offense really does do a lot better with him. I get it. But, guys, look at the numbers of one quarterback, that being Dak Prescott. Look at the numbers He's been the best quarterback ever to play in this first few years. Two playoff uh, playoff appearances, one playoff win, way faster than Tony Romo. But yet, Zeke wants to jump the line. Zeke wants to come out and say, yo, what about me? And I'm going to tell you right now, the Dallas Cowboys, and, and Dallas Cowboy fans here locally, right here in my area, and all over the world, I'm tired of hearing about how you don't like this guy when all he's done has been a winner. 
Yeah, okay. You want to criticize the guy not going downfield or missing an open guy here and there? Hey, guess what? That's the NFL. That happens to everybody. It's not a consistent. I, I read a stat that showed that his consistence of missed passes are in the single digits. When they get double, I'll worry about Dak Prescott. But I'm going to tell you right now, guys, with what you got going on here in Dallas, with Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, trying to take a step before him. You remember, Zeke Elliott was a first-rounder. The Dallas Cowboys get him for four, four years and a year option for the club. All right? So that's two years from now. For, for the even Smith getting, in it, getting the extension. Now, I know why he wants the extension. Thank you, Todd Gurley over in the Rams. Thank you very much. He wants $14.4 million that Todd Gurley got for him. But it's really interesting. You take away Todd Gurley making the Super Bowl, which, by the way, playoffs he wasn't part of the last two, uh, two playoff games and the Super Bowl. All right, so no Todd Gurley. But $14.4 million made the Super Bowl. Le'Veon Bell, $13.1 million. Guess what? Never been to the Super Bowl. David Johnson, Arizona Cardinals, $13 million. He's the third highest paid. So you had you have Todd Gurley at 14.4, Le'Veon Bell at 13.1, then David Johnson, David Johnson at 13.0. David Johnson, Arizona Cardinals. And that, that team right now don't know where it's going. I don't know how they're going to utilize that. It would be interesting. I'm interested to watch that. But 13.1 mil? The next one is Deontay Freeman over in Atlanta, 8.3. So Zeke wants his 14.4, 13 in between there, or maybe even $15 million. And there's no question that Zeke Elliott is a talent. There's no question the guy's super bad. I won't do that. I won't say that all day long. I, you know, he is who he is, as Dennis Green would say. But the simple fact of the matter is the Dallas Cowboys haven't been, with, been to the Super Bowl with him. Now, a lot of that has to do with Zeke. A lot of that has to do with the offensive line. Thank God they got uh, Fredericks back. That is a big, big help for the Dallas Cowboys, getting Fredericks back. But when you think about those numbers, you know who else is buying for that money too is is Melvin Gordon. He wants his. He wants to be in between fourteen point four, uh, Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell thirteen point one. He wants his money, too. So you got two guys that are vying for it, and Zeke's not really up for it. And the fact of the matter is the Dallas Cowboys don't have to do anything with him for three years if they don't want to. And what have the Dallas Cowboys been known to do? Look at DeMarco Murray. They grab him up out of college, and then they let him go. Do before that as well. I mean, so simple fact of the matter is Dallas Cowboys already know what's going to end up happening. They're backing up. They go ahead and they get some backup and some insurance at the running back position. They got three behind them. And guess what? They're, I think they're in a really good place. But Zeke wants money before Dak? Come on. Can we talk? I mean, Zeke's a player. I don't get it. But you've got to get the guy that's getting you where you need to go, and that's Dak. And then all of a sudden you've got a problem. After Dak? You got a problem. Who are you going to pay? You going to pay Zeke? Or are you going to pay that wideout? Well, I don't know, guys. 
Something tells me that you need to pay the wideout. Name slipped in my mind. I'll get it in a minute. But you, you catch what I'm saying. There are a lot of people in line for that money that people want. And Zeke is, shouldn't even be – he might should be number three at best. Because if you're not going to pay Dak Prescott, you're nuts. Go look at the numbers. He's been the best uh, starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas Cowboy history in three years. Now, granted, Staubach went to went – to, uh, Went to the um, Navy, so I'm based upon his age. So he went over there. Good to see you, Steel City. But I'm going to tell you right now, for the Dallas Cowboys, Zeke wants his money, and he wants it because other guys have gotten it, and he's afraid he's not going to get it. And why is that? Well, there's really simple there's simple reason why that has happened. Amari Cooper's going to get his money, but I want you to listen to these numbers. This is actually really interesting. I, I actually... Sonny doesn't do a lot of research. A lot of times he's just flipping off with his big fat mouth. But I actually did a little research. Top wide receivers contract for 2019 right now is Michael Thomas. He just signed. Michael Thomas. Odell Beckham at 18. Then you got Brown with 16.7. Then Mike Evans at 16.5. That's the top four. Okay? And Amari Cooper is going to get that money. Mari Cooper is going to be in between 19.3 and 18. He's going to be up there. And he might even go higher than Michael Thomas just got. But after that, you got the Minnesota thin, 16.2. Hopkins out of the Houston Texans, 16.2. And then on the other one, we got the Rams. It's Cook, 16.2. Right now, you can arguably say that Zeke is worried about not getting his money. Because not only he's got two guys in Dallas that probably deserve or should get the money before he gets it, he's got to tend with the fact that the wide receiver is probably going to get a lot of money. And then again, just like Steel City just let us know, he did not show up at camp. Gonna blame, yeah, you got to blame Big Ben for that nonsense. Time to let Zeke go. I mean, if this guy's demanding what he's demanding, you got to let Zeke go. Good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, I'm not like Zeke as far as what he does out on the football field and everything else, but this guy is trying to stand up to Jerry Jones, which, by the way, listen, I'm normally not saying Jerry Jones is right about anything. So normally – Jerry Jones doesn't know what he's talking about or he just says something so stupid, but Jerry Jones happens to be right here. Jerry Jones say, listen, he'll say whatever he wants, but I'm going to tell you right now, Jerry Jones is interested in two players before he's interested in, in Zeke. But the only problem is that Zeke is who he is. But here's the problem. When you brought Zeke into your club, by the way, and this is Jerry's fault, you brought a guy that had so much baggage. You remember back in the 70s when they had that Samsonite hard back, heavy ass, you know, baggage? That's what Zeke Elliott is. And, and not only that, you have Jerry Jones backing this guy. Everything that he did stood behind him and everything. Now he's in his face saying, I want my money. And you want to talk about a line of disrespect? 
listen, I, again, you know, sometimes I'm <coughs> excuse me. Sometimes I'm <coughs> sometimes I'm wrong about Jerry Jones and players. I'm not wrong here. I would say Zeke, go ahead. You don't show up. I, I, I forget to get it. I think it's um I think it's September. I, sometime in uh, – here it is. I think it's the 8th. The 8th of August, if he doesn't sign and he doesn't show up, he's going to be stuck with the yet another year. So instead of waiting two years, he's going to have to wait three. And Jerry Jones – I'm going to tell you right now, Jerry Jones ain't paying this guy. He isn't going to do it. He'll do it on his terms. He ain't going to do it on him. You can sit there and hold out. The more money that you don't – the more that you don't show up to camp, the more money that Jerry Jones keeps in his pocket. And believe me, he doesn't care. So I'm going to tell you right now, Ezekiel Elliott, you better get your butt to to uh, to camp. And here's another reason why. You take a look at the Dallas Cowboys schedule right now. Their first three games, they start out with the Giants, then the Redskins. They're going to be 2-0. and up. Then they got Miami in week number three. So... The Dallas Cowboys relatively could be three and zero, maybe three, uh, maybe two and one. You even shoot that. But here's the next thing, guys. The schedule works out for the Dallas Cowboys to be successful, even without Zeke. Because you go to the first three games, I let you know about. Then the fourth week they get the Saints. That's a loss. Okay, they're going to lose that game, but they get the Packers. They'll probably beat the Packers. They got the Jets. They got the Eagles. They got the Giants again before they meet the Vikings when they lose that game. Then they have the Lions. This team could very well be 7-3 without Zeke. Screw them. You know, don't you, – you, what's that dirty dancing thing? Don't, don't paint Jerry in a corner, okay? Because, listen, you ain't going to get very far with Jerry. Jerry's going to do this on his own time. But here's the huge thing, okay? You do need to get Ezekiel Elliott into camp. But you've got to do it on your own terms. And the reason being is the last six games are brutal for the Dallas Cowboys, like they always are, okay? The end, mid-November to the end of December, that's when the schedule gets really, really good. That's why the Dallas Cowboys need to get out of the gate quick. They should be 7-3 and three after 10 games. 7-3 and three and having no problems winning this division. I see three games that they might lose out of the 10. Vikings, Saints, and either the Packers or the Dolphins. Now, probably beat the Dolphins. This team could be 8-2 without Zeke. But the last six games, guys, they're horrendous for them in reality. Without Zeke, last six weeks, I don't know if you want to – I don't know if you want a guy who's pissed off because he didn't get his money. I don't know – because you're going in the last six weeks of the game, uh, you get New England, Buffalo, Chicago, Rams, Philadelphia, and Washington. You only get a break with Buffalo and Washington. And Buffalo, you know, that's not a, that's not a win. It's going to be a fight. Last, last six games are brutal for the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't know if you want to disgruntle Zeke because he didn't get his money. And depending on where they are in the standings, one big drop or something happens and they don't get the job done, and they'll be Zeke's revenge. I, that's the way I feel about Zeke. 
He reminds me of Le'Veon Bell. He is a guy that has so much baggage. Again, reminds me of the 70 Samsonite hard, hardback, heavy-ass suitcase. His baggage is heavy. And all Jerry Jones did during that time when the baggage was opened and just flung around, he stood behind him. And he was out there disrespecting Jerry Jones, the guy that probably shouldn't be standing behind him. And, and he's basically giving him the finger, saying, you know, give me my money. Pathetic. Pathetic. Dallas Cowboy fans, you should be wanting to run this guy out of town. Now, there's no question the guy's got talent, okay? But before Amari Cooper, before before Dak Prescott, don't think so, Tim. I'm going to take care of those two guys. Now, yes, Zeke is a big part of it. When you've got a good running game, it opens up the passing game. I'm not going to doubt that all day long. And not only that, I'm not even going to doubt the production. But the problem is, in reality, is you don't want a disgruntled guy on your football team. Not only that, with the bad attitude, needs to change everything that's going on as far as that's concerned. But you've got three guys behind him. You've got three guys behind him that can get the job done. Let me let me go to that as far as that's concerned. Okay, they just picked up um, they just picked up a uh, running back the other day, Alfred Morris. Not the best in the world. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that, but you know without that without Zeke right now, you got Darius Jackson, Tony Pollard, and Mike Weber, along with Alfred Morris, who is a veteran. Played for him before. How much production do you need out of the running game? I mean, because Michael Gallup, I think, is going to be really good for the Dallas Cowboys this year. I really do. I think he might just have that break. You got Amari Cooper on the other side. You got Randall Cobb in the slot. Hopefully he's ready to go. I mean, he's got, he's got a way of getting the job done. Take care of Zeke, take care of Amari Cooper, because I'll tell you right now, the Dallas Cowboys can ill afford that kind of nonsense, because it does. It takes me back and reminds me of, you know, the situation in Pittsburgh with Bell and Brown. You can use that comparison. I want my money. I want my money. I want my money. You know, go get your money someplace else. That's all I want. I want my money. I want a new deal. Well, your deal's right here. You you got two two years before we even have to look at this. Or should. Next year is when they should. They could wait two. Good to see you. Sebastian, good to see you over there. But you, th- you think about it. First three games, they'll be 3-0 and without him. 2-1 and at worst. 7-3 and after 10 games. Those last six are brutal. So, If there's a way you can kind of make Zeke happy a little bit, maybe we can get it done, but that's going to be on Jerry's terms. So it's not going to be on Zeke's. And Jerry Jones, you know, after all, you know, it reminds me of the old A.B. song, you know, Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? You've been a pain in my ass is what you've been. Thanks, Zeke. But, yeah, get in my face and want my money? (laughs) I want my money? Screw you, pal. That's the way I'd look at it. So, you know. You draft high, the Dallas Cowboys get that fifth-year option. You got you got Dak in the fourth round. You got to get Dak. Now, 
what you want to pay him or not, that you can question all day long. What you want to pay Dak Prescott? Guy, guy needs 30. Minimum of 30, if not 33. But here's the thing to think about. Wide receivers. Go back to those numbers. I got to get back to my page here. Wide receivers. We, we talked about Odell and, and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas now 19.3. Odell at 18. Brown at 16.7. Got Amari Cooper is going to be somewhere in there. What teams are doing now is that they're not looking to the running back to be the guy that they depend upon. Because all you got to look at is Todd Gurley was the last one. He signed, they signed him way too early. They are regretting signing Todd Gurley right now at that $14.4 million. Yeah, they made him happy. Well, guess what? Making him happy didn't get him out on the football field during the playoffs and the Super Bowl. You know, big loss. Le'Veon Bell, 13.1. He wanted more. He didn't get it. Set out the, go ahead. Set out the year. Go, go ahead. David Johnson, 13. And Devontae Freeman is about the one that's probably paid right at 8.3. These others are unbelievable. But also remember, there's more wide receivers. Julio Jones is going to sign some big bucks for wide receivers. Teams are going to pay the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Because you can't trust what's happening at the top with those kind of numbers at the running back position. Ty Gurley didn't do anything for the Rams in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Who cares? He had good numbers. Don't get me wrong. I ain't going to question his numbers before he got hurt. Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell? I'm not going to question the numbers, but what have you done for me lately? Didn't win no Super Bowl. Didn't get too very far in the playoffs. Hey, thanks, Le'Veon. David Johnson, the Cardinals have sniffed the Super, Super Bowl playoffs, and they haven't been worth a damn, and they're not going to be worth a damn this year because they're going to have to figure out chemistry. So, so David Johnson's going to pocket another thirteen million. Hope he gets hurt in the first week, and then maybe they figure out what the offense is going to be right, and then he'll be ready next year. Devontae Freeman is another guy should have a Super Bowl ring. Thank you, there, quarterback Matt Ryan. Hey, thanks, thanks for screwing that one up. Thanks for not being able to get a first down. Hey. But we go back to it. You got Gordon holding out too. I mean, the money's the money's are having. Also, remember in San Diego, they got to do something about Philip Rivers. They need to get that contract. Listen, there's certain guys that need to get the money, and that's always the quarterback before the the running back. And it's even questionable whether or not the running back should be number two when you got wide receivers that need to be paid. The connection where the yards are going to be coming from are going to be coming from the wide receivers. You got to pay those guys. It's a total different NFL. It's not the way it used to be. Go back six to seven years ago, you got running backs running all over the place. That is not what the chemistry of the NFL is anymore. They are not depending on the running backs to do those jobs. So, and, and the, you know, we go to Cook for the Rams. He, he's at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's a set, uh, well, actually, he's actually tied for fifth because three guys are at 16.2. And guess who's up next here? You're going to have to give Hopkins some money from, from the uh, Texans. So more money going towards the wide receivers. And, it's, you know, the numbers are going to start going down for the running backs. They are. And it might just start with Zeke because I don't think Zeke's going to get Le'Veon Bell money. Should he? I don't know. I just don't. I think Jerry Jones wants to prove a point here. And there's certain times when Jerry Jones, okay, can stand up and say, yes, yeah, screw it. You're, you're going to do it my way. 
right now the Dallas Cowboys don't need Ezekiel Elliott to be two and one after three games, if not seven and three after ten. They don't need him to be there. The last games of the year, so you better figure out how to make him somewhat happy. Don't make him completely happy. David Johnson money thirteen million, maybe. I don't know. He is a good production. Don't get me wrong. I know I know I feel like Forrest Gump. I know another guy. I know who Ezekiel Elliott is, and I get what he is, and I get what he means to the Dallas Cowboys. But if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you I don't think you can afford this. I don't think you can afford to put your franchise up on the line for a running back. Not only that, a head case. Pain in the ass, a guy that doesn't, you know, and – all he's doing is, you know, flipping the bird to Jerry Jones after all he's done is stand behind him. And, and not only that, not only did he stand behind him, he enrooted into the ground to defend an Ezekiel Elliott. And he's in his face going, I want my money. Listen, I, I, I'm not a Jerry Jones fan. But in this case, I hope Jerry stands strong. Because story franchises such as the Pittsburgh Steelers are standing up to these guys. Bye-bye, pal. Bye-bye, Brown. Big head case, big – this right here, this right here, not going to get you very far in the NFL. This lip – I mean, it's not going to get you very far in the NFL. Dallas Cowboys, you know, interesting situation where they are. Whether or not they'll continue, you know, doing – even without Zeke Elliott, I'd still pick the Cowboys to win this. God, that hurts. I picked them last year to win this division. Guess what? They're going to win it. And it's still Sidney Storm just put in a quote. He's glad the drama's there. The fans are tired of guys like this. Now, there's no question the talent, but at the same time, how many Super Bowls did they win with those two guys? None. So watch out for that. That that that's something to go on. Now, you know, just just really quick, happy birthday, one day belated to Oh, you are, I didn't know you were on Cuervo. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose Cuervo in eight minutes. I don't know how I'm I didn't know if you came back. Let me where's my mouse? Ah, here it is. And I'm gonna bring it. Cuervo Cuervo's been on for six minutes. I don't hey the diatribe that is me, Cuervo. You heard it. You, I don't know what you think about Ezekiel Elliott. Let people know what you think about it. I got you uh, I've got you um on Facebook Live. Go ahead. Okay, well I don't know. I, I thought you said nobody could hear me, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I got you out there where they can hear you now. Oh, okay, awesome, awesome. I appreciate everybody listening, uh, on their Sunday afternoon, but uh you know, I, I mean, here's here's what I find funny about this situation with Zeke Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. So, I don't know if you mentioned it, Sonny, but Jerry Jones made an interesting comment. Uh, I believe the comment, and I don't remember it verbatim because I'm driving and I don't have my phone. I'm not going to use my phone while driving. Uh, but uh, it was something along the lines of uh, – you know, I don't need a running back to uh, win a Super Bowl or to win a championship. Yep. My, oh, my, how fast we forget. You know, and it's funny because what do Dallas Cowboy fans and, and, and people within the Cowboys fraternity normally do? They refer back to the 90s, right, and, and the glory yep. days of, 
of what they did in the 90s. Now, Sonny, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dallas Cowboys had a pretty good running back when they were winning championships in the 90s. Am I wrong on that? Or was I, was I daydreaming? You are not stuff? wrong, my friend. They, they had a pretty good running back, yes. And that would be one, you know, Emmitt Smith. So it was, so it was okay back then, right? Yeah, worked back then. Well, but now, but now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. Why is it a problem now? What's the difference? Is it because they haven't produced the ring yet and you don't want to pay him because of that? Now the question becomes, is that really Zeke's fault? I'm kind of, I guess you could say I'm thinking a little bit of that has to do with R-E-F-B-C-T there, boss. I mean, can't you respect the owner? And not only that, you've got two guys in line before you, that being Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. I think it's more about him off the field than it is on the field. And nobody wants to say that. And and maybe people don't want to say it. And they're trying to find ways to, to skew it as, oh, it's about production on the field. No, it's not. Absolutely not. But but it's it's just very contradicting because we have he has let other things slide with other guys. Yet Zeke, who has never been charged with anything, if I remember correctly, now it's a problem. I think it's I think it's more about just the amount that he's asking for. And, and, and I don't know if people know that number and if it's been publicly made, uh, what maybe he's asking for. But I, but that's what, that's what it has to be. I think he's trying to nickel and dime Ezekiel Elliott to try to get him for as cheap as he can because of what you were talking about earlier. Look, running backs, are, literally, they're a dime a dozen. All right? Nobody has... Football teams don't do the the one running back system anymore. It's it's by committee now. So if you notice, in the past few years, the teams that have been winning Super Bowls, they don't really have a featured running back because that's not what wins you championships anymore. Yes, I mean, the running game needs to be working. I'm not saying that you don't have to worry about getting the running game going, but Let's think about it. The New England Patriots, right? Who who's really been the standout running back for that team? Is it James White? Was it Sony Michelle last year? Is it Rex Burkett? I mean, th- th- really, none of those guys stood out. But because they contributed in different ways, that's what made it successful, and that's what has always made it successful for the New England Patriots. Philadelphia Eagles two years ago. I mean. Yeah, they traded for Jay Ajayi, but is he really a guy that is a difference maker? No, I don't think so. But Garrett Blunt was pretty good. Uh, Blunt was good. But okay. But he's he's he wasn't. He's not a up Bell. He's not a Zeke Elliott. He's not a Todd Gurley. He's not you know one of those guys. My point is, I mean, is that that that's what it's really come, and and I think they're saving. They want to save that for somebody else, whether it's, uh, you know, like you said, Amari Cooper or, you know, maybe they're going to try and bring somebody else in pretty soon. I don't know, but I just think that 
if you're going to, uh, I guess, write off Zeke Elliott, then you shouldn't have drafted him. Well, it wasn't even three years ago. You should well, have drafted him. You know, this is the time to get rid of him, though, Cuervo. I mean, after all the disrespect that he's shown Jerry Jones, and believe me, out of all the people that, that are on air or do a show or whatever, believe me, this is not a Jerry Jones love affair that you're getting from from Sonny Clark. I can care less about Jerry Jones, but in this case, he's absolutely right. Um, he, you know, he's I, I think he's out of line, and I think the fact that him not listening to Jerry Jones saying, listen, I'm going to get you your money. I just lost Squarevo again. Uh, I'm going to get you your money. But the, the simple fact of the matter is, is that if I'm going to give you the money, yeah, Kevin Falk, thanks, James. Um, I, I'm going to get you the money, but let me do this on my time. I mean, Jerry Jones, like he said, I mean, Jerry Jones came out and said, listen, I, I haven't missed on getting guys on contract. And I'm going to look, oh, good. I'm glad you got back in, Cuervo, because we might go a little bit overtime. So I got you back in. So um, that, that having been said, Jerry Jones says, I'm going to take care of you. But he, he, I think Jerry wants to do it on his time. I think he wants to take care of other pressing matters. That is Amari Cooper. You have to have Amari Cooper on this team. Now that you got Michael Gallup on the other side, he's going to be good. But you need, you need that number one. Dak needs a guy to throw the ball to more than he needs a running back. But again, Jerry Jones says, I'll get the contract done. You know, when has he never not got the job done? He came out and said, and it's very much true. When has he not got the job done? So, I, you know, with Ezekiel Elliott and the Samsonite luggage that he brings along with him that's heavy and bulky, a pain in the ass to, to work with, um, more so than Amari Cooper's cool people who is at training camp knowing he's going to get his money. And, uh, you know, I don't know who will sign first, if it will be Amari Cooper or if it will be, uh, if it will be the um, – uh, or Julio Jones or whatever the case may be. But um, those are a lot of things that come into play here when you're the Dallas Cowboys and figuring out how much money you're going to give to Zeke Elliott when you need to get it to the the quarterback that's going to probably demand $30 million. And then you have Amari Cooper that's probably going to have to last minimum, minimum, $15 million. So right there you got $45 million de- developed into two. And how many, how much money can you spare to even give to Ezekiel Elliott on a one, two, three from your quarterback to your wide receiver to your running back? Well, Sonny, I thought they had already paid the Dak Prescott. Did they not pay him? No, the contract's not done yet. Because Dak is doing the right thing. He's waiting for it to get done. Guess what? That guy's going to be a $30 million man. There's no question he's going to be thirty million, and, and Amari Cooper is going to demand at least fifteen, based upon the number of the top wide receivers right now, Cuervo, that I mentioned to you. Uh, that that I mentioned at that point. You look at it. Um, Dog on it. Where'd my page go? Hold on, hold on. I got to flip my page. Here we go. All right. So again, the top five on wide receivers, Cuervo, comes out to this: Michael Thomas at 19.3, just signed. Odell Beckham at 18 million. Brown at 16 million. Mike Evans at 16.5. You should at least get 16.5 in reality. So you've got 46 and a half between two guys. How much are you going to give Zeke? It's it's a big question. A lot of money at stake, and it's a lot different than the NBA where they got a lot of outs that you can use that won't go up against the salary cap. It's a solid salary cap here in, well, in the NFL. 
Well, let me ask you: You really think you really think Armari Cooper has earned top ten receiver money? I, I I don't I don't think he has. I don't think he's going to get that much. Well, I could see somewhere. Yeah, I mean, are you going to pay somebody off potential though? I mean, I, I well, I guess it depends on the position. Okay. Well, here they, they, the the next one's after Mike Evans at sixteen and a half. Evans is at number four. That's the fourth. Then there's a tie for fifth at sixteen point two with Theon out of uh, Minnesota. Hopkins sixteen point two, and then um, Cook out of the Rams at sixteen point two. He's better than Cook, I think. He's he's Hopkins. I think he's right there. So he should at least get sixteen point two million, Cuervo. I was going to say 12 to 15, but um, I would say, you know, probably in the upper area, like, four, you know, 14, 8, 15, 3, you know, 15, 5. So, so I think that's where Amari Cooper should is about where he should be at uh, salary-wise. I, I think, yeah, like you said, I mean, uh, I'd say he's I – think, I think he's a notch better than Mike Evans just because of the health. Situation? No, I don't see. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Mike Evans. And put him at sixteen five, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, oh, I mean, Tampa, Tampa Bay's not, uh, you know, very well run organization anyway. So that's why he. he I think he's better than. I think he. I think. I think the. I think Hopkins is better than him. Out of Texas, out of Texans, the Houston Texans. I think he's better. So. Sonny, I, I think I think But that's still that's still forty six million dollars on the salary cap that you got for two dudes. And then you had Ezekiel Elliott, okay? Ezekiel Elliott will want, you know, Todd Gurley money at fourteen point four million. So between three guys, you're you're popping close to sixty million bucks on on, on your salary cap, and the salary cap is hundred and eighty eight million. You gotta get the rest of the team up underneath hundred and eighty eight million. Yeah, good luck with that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> with that being said, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's, that's the end of the show. That being said, it makes you think, doesn't it, Cuervo? And, and they can oh, do so much more because does. next year's salary cap, Cuervo, is estimated that to be at 120, uh, 120 million. They get even two and a half extra more million to give to Zeke. Zeke needs to wait until next year and let him get Cooper, let him get back, and then take care of him. Because hell, he's not even supposed to even be up for any kind of thing after that because the the Cowboys had the fifth year option. Uh, out of that rookie uh, that rookie um, contract, so I thank him, Mike. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh... not only that, how much not not, not only whatever you think about how much uh, you know the Cowboys saving each day is not a camp. I mean, I think it's like forty six thousand dollars every day is not there, so that's just more money back in Jerry's pocket. True. This is very true. So I mean, and that's and that's why they're like, yeah, we'll just take our time. We'll just take our time. Let this thing play out. See what happens. Man, they're not in a rush. I mean, like you said, every day that he doesn't show up, it's forty, fifty grand that that you know is being saved by the Dallas Cowboys. So you think about that. That's, yeah, that's you know, giving that's it like, back to Either way, I mean that's at least two hundred thousand dollars a week, potentially. Interestingly enough, hey, um, that. Be-
And then we're in overtime on the Couch Potato Sports Show, uh, not on air unless you called in. And right now, the Cuervo is the only one that called in, so we're on overtime. But that being said, um, just get an idea of what you thought of the uh, Hall of Fame game. Um, I didn't watch the game. I did see the highlights. And I cannot believe all the nonsense I'm hearing about the rookie quarterback not playing well. But, God, it's the first game of the – geez, of the preseason. You've got to give the guy a break. But I'll tell you right now, I like what the heck is going on the other side. I mean, we talked a lot about what's going on as far as Locke is concerned. But one thing that we didn't hear about was Hopkins, who, who played behind him at the quarterback position, actually had a pretty good game. And the good other thing, Cuervo, that they did – is you didn't see Joe Flacco out there in that position to accidentally get hurt. So we know who the starting quarterback is definitely in Denver. Well, yeah, I mean, it better be Joe Flacco. I mean, that's, uh, I don't see how you would put a rookie over a, a guy, you know, veteran guy with a Super Bowl ring. So, um, yeah, I don't think Denver has a choice but to start Joe Flacco uh, unless he completely stinks to join up. And they're confident enough in Drew Locke to be able to start. That's the other thing, too. I mean, you know, I understand sometimes just, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. But, you know, at, yeah. at, what, at what risk? You know what I mean? Like, if the rookie's yeah. not ready to go, um, you're, you know, that's, that's a huge risk to take. Uh, you know, not just because, you know, you're going to lose games, but – you know, if he makes a mistake uh, on the field and, and, you know, he gets nailed, you know, sacked or it hurts himself, something, like, then then where do the Broncos go from there? You know, then they're really screwed. Absolutely. And, and listen, I base, I base the – I know I'm crazy. And, and by the way, I, I've read I'm crazy that, that I picked the Broncos to win the AFC West. I know I, – I get it and I understand it, but I'm still on it. I want to see what Joe Flacco does with that defense. That defense is going to be outstanding. Not only that, they got the best defensive coach. Cuervo knows that he's missing now. I, although, you know, Chuck Pagano is a backup. You know, that that was a pretty good get for the for the Chicago Bears. Um, but you know, you you lose your guy. So I mean, that only benefits a um, that only benefits a football team in Denver that has a pretty damn solid defense right there, Cuervo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Denver Denver definitely has a – and they're going to get better. I mean, you know, again, with Fangio there now as the head coach, um, you know, he's going to develop Bradley Chubb to be a a good pass rusher alongside Von Miller. I mean, they got Chris Harris – you know, you had mentioned that they had signed uh, – uh, who's that safety? It was a pretty good safety, I think, they had. Uh, uh, Jackson, something Jackson. I forget his name now, but anyway, it's in my last uh, week's note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I stole, I stole that one from you. Well, well, uh, my last no, I mean, it's a good note. signing. Kareem Jackson. Yeah, it was good. Kareem, I forget who it was, but it was mad at um, Well, yeah, they picked, up your guy, they picked up your guy from Chicago. Yeah, Bryce Callahan's yeah. there. Jackson. So. No, 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 not, not that Jackson. No, you're not getting that Jackson from the Bears. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was Bryce Callahan. Bryce Callahan came but, from the Bears. But, yeah, Kareem, I, again, it was Kareem Jackson. I have to look for my notes from last from, week, but yeah. But 
Yeah, Kareem Jackson. So, so I guess I gotta ask. I I, I watched one. Okay, I'll, I'll mark that. I watched two of the Hall of Fame speeches. I, you know, they didn't boring to me. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What do you think about the Hall of Fame speeches, Cuervo? Yeah. So I mean, I, well, first of all, I didn't watch the game. Uh, I watched a couple of highlights. So I don't. I, I didn't even know. I don't even know how bad the quarterback played or how good or whatever. Like, I don't know what people are talking about. So, okay. Um, but as far as the speeches, I watched – I saw some of Ty Law's speech. I saw Ed Reed. Um, I saw – who was the other one? Yeah, I didn't watch that one. I missed that one. Um, I stopped oh, watching. Man, I expected more stuff. from him, though. There you go. Expectations. Well, I thought, you know, I thought Ed Reed would be last, um, and that wasn't the case. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to remember who the hell I watched. It was son of a gun. Who was before Ty Law, damn it? I, I'm trying to remember, Sonny. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 watched, I watched the highlights and I watched the, the replay. Uh, so, But I can get that for you really quick. Um, guys that were uh, on there. Oh, Champ Bailey. That's who you're thinking of. I didn't see Champ Bailey speak. So. No, 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 no. It was, you know what? I, I just, all I remember was Ty Law and, Champ, uh, and uh, uh, Ed Reed. Ed Reed was pretty good. It was a little drawn out. But it was it was good, and then I saw the tribute to Pat Bolin as well, which, uh, you know, which was which is very it was very good tribute to him. Just lost my computer. <laughs> my computer just broke down. It's a good thing I got the tablet up nice. running, but it is what it is. But we are in overtime. But I mean, I covered everything that I wanted to cover. Is there anything that you wanted to cover there, Cuervo? Not really, Sonny. I mean, look, we're gonna we're gonna get some uh, preseason action this weekend, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, I I I I, I wish I could get up for preseason football. I really do. I, I I'm I'm actually finding that very old. I watch the third week with the expectations that the fourth week will be the last guys trying to get in there. I think we get the best of what you're gonna look at in week number three. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to sit down and watch every snap, but just to see football on TV, you know, it's it's get, it's getting me fired up to, uh, you know, that the, the new season is just around the corner. Should have went to the strike force games, Cuervo. <laughs> yeah, but Sandy, I mean, you know, Sandy is the schedule I have, Cuervo, indoor football, baby. Yeah, I know, I know, Sonny. But, you know, with this busy schedule I have and all that. I'm going to buy you tickets and send them to you one day. Uh, all right, Sonny, then. Then I have to get what you want. <laughs> or else I'll be fired as co-host if I don't go. There, there, there you go. Good to see you, Sue, for joining <laughs> us. We're just doing a Facebook Live. I, I think I figured out what I'm going to do from now on for the Facebook Live because I can't. I figured out how to get Cuervo in. I just got to get him close to the microphone. 
Uh, so I got that figure. So we might be doing some Facebook Live. The problem, we, we need to figure out how we can do the Facebook Live as well as do it on get it up on the podcast. So um, that that's one of the things. So we might, you know, I might be able to, people are going to have to stare at my ugly mug, but uh, bringing you on is should be interesting. So, but that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we did three hours here. I only got 20% left to go on the on the tablet, so 20, 20% left to go. So, But that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said. It is our Sunday tradition. That's why I didn't say Monday because uh, we're running a little bit late here. But we'll do it next week. We'll do it at noon, noon to 3. Uh, we'll talk more Sunday. More, more things are going to be happening. Lots of training camp. There's going to be some NFL news that are going to be coming out. Some Major League Baseball news is going to be kicking as well, so we'll probably jump a little bit into that. Uh, you hear about that uh, that ace pitcher they just picked up at some kind of pitching competition and they signed them to a contract? Yep. Forget the dude's name. Yep. Yeah, uh, How about Noah, that? Uh, something Patterson, Noah Patterson or something like that? Patterson, yeah. I don't know what his first name was. I just wrote, yeah, I just wrote down Patterson. Yeah, I forgot his first name too. Yeah, I watched the video though. I mean, kids got an arm. I'll tell you, man. I mean, if you can, if you can average five, five, an ERA of five, you got a job in Major League Baseball. It's pathetic. Pathetic. Uh, I mean, we can't. They can't all be at the top, Sonny. Somebody's got to be the bottom guy. I know. <laughs> so, I know, but guys, can 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 you at least get a four? Come on, a four. Yeah. Four point five. Spare me off. Oh, yeah, be a, be a quality it's, starter. I get be a quality four. I, I want him to throw less than four. Grade at three, and if you can somehow only have a two point, uh, two point something, you're fantastic. Bring it home. That's the way it you know. But that's old school pitching. That's old school baseball, and it, it'll never go back to that again. So we just have to accept the guy the fact that a guy that can throw a five ERA might be good. Quality. Quality starter. That's what it's all about. Quality. Yeah, quality. Five point oh is not quality. I don't care what anybody says. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that point until the end of the earth. If you have a five point oh, a game between a four and a half to five, you should not be a pitcher in major league baseball. But hey, what do I know? Uh, what do we know, Sonny? Yeah. What do we anyway. know? That is All right, that's going to do it for us today on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Join us next Sunday at 12, unless we have a change in plans or anything else like that. We'll be back up on air then. Um, so join us for that one. We'll check you next week. Wherever, have yourself a good week, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon as well. Yes, sir, Sonny. You do the same. Have a good week, and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be exchanging messages throughout the week about stuff coming up news wise because uh, we do it pretty often so definitely we're we're out of here everybody have yourself a good one take care bye-bye